Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast. I am Alex Jones, your host for this week. Um, we are your one-stop shop for all things gaming and other stuff related. This week we're going to be talking about Multiverses, the uh, new Warner Brothers um, rip on a Nintendo idea, I guess. Uh, we're also going to be talking about um, GTA Trilogy, the remasters that we've... We nearly missed out on last week, or we missed out just about, so we thought we'd touch on them this week because they came out after we'd recorded the podcast. The Halo Infinite um, reveal for the, uh, what would you even call it? The actual game, not the multi-game, <laughs> not the multiplayer section. Campaign? Campaign, that's the word, thank you very much. And we're also going to touch on the PlayStation State of Play, which was yesterday, I believe. Wow. And joining me today is, of course, Jamie and Chris, the absolute legends that make up the Super Show. So hello, hello boys. Hello, Betty. Hello, I'm Jersey. so sorry that I missed last week. I have to apologise. I think I think who... you've got to apologise for that intro more than you have to apologise for missing last week. That, ah, that was right. that was horrific. And that was the second go. So yeah, imagine <laughs> what the first one was like. Absolutely I'm shocking. I, I'm, I'm joking, man. You know, like they're, nev- they're never easy, is it? Just kind of. But what you've done now is you have set the tone of mediocrity for the rest of the podcast. That's I was hoping to set that sort of tone because that's what it's going to be. You know, when you're tired, right, and certain things start to fall away first. My thing that always falls away is my ability to remember words. So that's never good for uh, a podcast because I remember yeah. words like campaign which is quite <laughs> useful when you're talking about video games um a couple of things to touch on before we get going though we are on youtube and twitter at super show pod we're also on podcasting platforms i'm talking spotify itunes google podcasts any of the other big po- podcasting platforms that you might frequent so check us out on there we are also on paisley radio paisleyradio.com thursdays at 10 p.m and it repeats on mondays so if you'd like to get an authentic radio-esque experience go over to paisley radio check it out and you can listen to us in real time whilst it won't actually be live it will be almost live Jonesy, when you've got it written all down in front of you you're actually quite smooth <laughs> that was really professional do you know what it is it's the intro bit I never know what I want to say I never know like where I want to go um, and I didn't do you know stupidly I didn't write down an intro like I did a couple of weeks ago and so hey, that, 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 was your, that was your first mistake do you guys ever get jealous of podcasts <laughs> that say the same thing for the first like 15 20 seconds of every single episode so that they never even have to think about no, no, it they J- just say that. Jamie Jamie no that they've recorded that once and they've played the, it's just a clip that they play over and over again yeah, that yes. makes me even more jealous. Why don't that's, we do something like that? That's the the big brain move right there. Tell me about it. But yeah, you know what? Like, fair, fair, I don't like that. I don't like when they do. I like the raw <laughs> aspect. That yes, Jonesy, Jonesy likes uh, the Joe Rogan podcast where it would just cut in mid conversation. It would just fade in, and Rogan would be halfway talking about like how he's eating an elk at the moment. Like he's half, he's got <laughs> yeah. half an elk in his freezer, and then I rubbed acid all over my butthole, <laughs> then just wow. into it. That, yeah. Into it went there. Uh, Josie, yeah. if I can put you at ease with your intro, though. Uh, last week, I don't think I did any of the pushes to <laughs> to any of our platforms. I was just like, fuck it. Just, just fucking so go. I remember that, and I thought you were doing it on purpose. I thought nah. you wanted the smoothest nah, entry possible. That's, I, I wouldn't call that smooth entry. I'd call that fucking raw dogging it. Well, I wow. thought I'd try and give people a taste of what we're going to talk about, and then I immediately forgot everything we were going to talk about, and I was trying to scroll and read <laughs> and whilst I was saying it, which is never, um, never that great. Um, but... Hey guys, we're here. It's another uh, Thursday, which is when we record these, probably Friday when they usually go out. Um, we're ready to talk about video games. We're having a great time. So what can I yeah. say? Well, there we go. I've got, I've got a question for you guys before we jump in. All right. Do, do you think that like, you know, if you like, if you, if you plug in a cable, but it's like, okay, it's like headphones, like a headphone jack. 
and it's not in all the way and it kind of like goes a little bit like squeaky funny kind of thing you know yeah it doubles so, about and it jumps from here to here yeah yeah do you think do you think shit like that can happen between like the the optical connectors between your eyes and your and your brain yes i had it the other day I, i'm getting it so often now and i'm, I'm worried i'm gonna have a stroke anytime Hang soon on. or an aneurysm or something you guys have to describe what it looks like when this is happening though because i can't picture this imagine so switching I, on a light switch yeah and then expecting the light to go on but then it only goes on like like a, a fraction of a second later than you expect it to. Huh. Do you, oh, you mean literally like when you turn a light on, you don't see it straight away? That's it, weird. A part of, of a plethora of issues plaguing me at the moment. So what, like there's like, there's like a lag between things my, happening my, my and My life is lagging. Like honestly, if you've... It, I know I say it often about fucking living in the simulation, but I think there's a bug in the code, fellas. You it's have funny been because that, yeah. I've I had it the other day and I thought I thought my eyes were broken and I was trying to figure out so this was a really weird one. Um it was like a crack in a screen, right? right Imagine yeah. if you so okay, here you go. Imagine if you punched your your monitor, right? And it literally had a line, like a jagged line running through the middle of your monitor. Okay. And sort of looking at my monitor in front of me, imagine how it would be. Um but in your actual vision. So oh, anywhere you Anywhere you looked, there was like a jagged cut line. It was almost like you could see a bit of the um, uh, chromatic aberration where some of the reds and the greens weren't quite like in the right place. And I was sitting, I'd been working like ages and I was really tired and I started to have that. And I was just like, oh, this must be because I've been staring at a light too long. You ever get that where you stare at a light source? Yeah. So then I thought, I'll go around, I'll, I'll, I'll sit in a where it's a bit darker, I'll go in another room, I'll look at something else, and it didn't go after about 15 minutes, and I'm like, holy shit, my eyes have broken. Like, what is going on? And I couldn't, I was struggling to see what was in front of me properly, and then my wife looked up and she was like, oh, it's um, it's called uh, kaleidoscopic vision, or something like that. And you nice. can basically get it if you're, and that's exactly what it was. As soon as someone said, it's like kaleidoscope, well, that's what it is. So basically you were in a Kylie Minogue uh, music video. <laughs> yeah. If only that little dancing chicken chicken McNugget was there, but she wasn't. But um, uh, but it happens. It's almost like part of a headache or a migraine. It's like a certain part of your brain gets tired, and then it just messes your eyes up. Right, we yeah. used to work with someone who had a very similar thing to that, and it lasted for hours. And at the end of the day, they realised they just had half a broken contact lens in their eye the whole time. <laughs> And they were like, why have I got this jagged line across I don't my know eye? who that was. I never heard that story. That's it great. Was like, it was the editor, Sean. Little uh, Sean. Oh, that's so great. That's yeah. great. Broken. I can imagine you- that. It looks exactly like that. I get what the, I know what yeah. it means. Uh, well, when you were saying a ja- like a jagged always yeah. cracked line, I thought that's where you were going with it. But yeah. That is kind you, of funny. Do you guys have one more? This probably isn't interesting for anyone else. <laughs> Apologies to any blind folk out there. You're just going to have yeah. to like, close also, your eyes really tight. And also, imagine. welcome to the real Just Interesting podcast. Yeah, exactly. Is this just? In- I'd say this is more than just interesting. I'd say with a very interesting podcast. Wow. <laughs> Do you guys ever have that thing where, like, it's, let's say you're staring off into space, but obviously not literally, and your eyes kind of, I think the, in the colloquial sense, they glaze over and you almost stop focusing on any- anything. Do you guys ever have a thing where elements that are kind of like should be in the background of your vision, like something on the other end of a room, everything starts to compress and it's almost like the back of the room comes forward and everything becomes almost like flat and has like a, almost a tilt shift effect on it within your eye where it feels like everything is almost, almost on a 2D plane that's quite close to you. 
as opposed to the room having depth. Because I get no. that sometimes. I, I think I've that's no, I, I think that's called that. drugs. Oh, do, do you know what? I should stop dropping acid before I come up with all these <laughs> anecdotes. No, but I, I do I do quite often um like lose focus. Like you say, your your eyes like glaze over. But like yeah. if I'm working and I'll just like lose focus and then I'll really struggle to kind of like um, yeah. you know, get that focal kind of variance. I have that sometimes. I had a I had a five guys the other day and I had three burgers, so I was very hungry. And I had exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. But at the same time, I had like really sharp chest pains. Uh, like yeah. someone was sitting on my chest. And then I got shooting pains that went up my arms and in my legs as well. And then I <clears> physically <throat> couldn't move. And I was lying on the floor vomiting. And then All right. woke up six and- hours later, right as rain. <laughs> Good night's sleep, if anything. Nothing yeah. rests you more. Nothing gets you gets you more ready to get up and go than having a heart attack the night before. Listen, you have fellas, a real joie de vivre. Fellas, I think I've got the, the answer to all of our ailments. Um, it's the next evolution of human uh, living, essentially. It's called forced hibernation. Forced hibernation, okay. Yeah. But it, it, it may sound good, okay? It may sound cool, and it is cool. At the, at the moment, it doesn't. It sounds really bad. Well, Anything with forced in front of it doesn't sound great. <laughs> yeah, but you've got to remember that when bears hibernate, they eat a bunch of like sticks and stones and dirt and shit so that they can clog up their anus so they don't shit themselves while they're hibernating. No, they don't. Oh, that can't, please tell me that's not real. Fucking 100% they do. Like an Challenge me on it. Challenge me on it next week. I, I what do they do when they wake up? How do they get the cork out? Have you seen the bear's claws? No, they do they not. Don't, they don't digitally no, no, they the don't plug. do that. No, they don't do that. But no, I think it, it's just like they can pass it out. Like, but then they would have passed it out when they were hot sleeping. And, do you know what? Apparently, no, no, because well, it's I more. It's out. more a case of like stopping anything leaking out from uh, muscles relaxing. I did hear though that apparently. I, I would love it if, if like a zoologist could, could clarify this. If anyone listens to us who knows anything about animals for real, um, that hibernation <laughs> is kind of bollocks. The idea when you're, you're taught when you're a kid that animals, they get all fat and then they go and find somewhere cosy and then they sleep for like four months is not real. And actually, um, they basically just get a bit fat, then hang out in their nest because it's cold, but they're still awake. It's not some weird um, yeah. other state of being. I feel like I've heard some stuff like that as well. That we almost like, like we. It's almost like that when you, if you're asked people like what they thought their idea of hibernation was based off what they were taught, most likely in childhood, it's like, oh, it's when a hedgehog sleeps for six months. It's like no, no, yes. like obviously a hedgehog <laughs> isn't asleep for six months. I will like say a though, really deep I'm, sleep. I'm staring at an article right now from the North American Bear Center based in Northwoods Ecology uh-huh. Hall, uh-huh. and yeah. the article is called "Bears' Mysterious Fecal Plug," and there's exactly. a picture of one, and it is. Well, Black as the night. Also known as a tappan. So basically, hibernating bears form a butt plug of hardened feces in their rectum, known as a tappan, possibly to keep ants out of that ass. Probably not the second bit, but... Hmm. Hold on, but this is the opposite from what you said. So this is basically, they don't poop for ages, so they get super constipated, so they get a plug that stops things coming in. You said they eat a load of weird stuff, so they can't poop coming out. I'm pretty sure that they eat stuff to harden that feces so that it plugs up their rectum. Ah, uh, right, like a certain things. Cement. Okay. Anyway, yeah. I, this is this is on my watch that this has happened. I apologise <laughs> to the audience. We're talking fecal bear butt plugs and hibernating hedgehogs, and that's not where we wanted to be. It almost feels like we've slipped into another universe where this podcast is not about um, 
games. This is about something else. But this is not. This is not part of the multiverse. Because now I want to talk about multiverses. The uh, Warner Brothers riff (laughs) on uh, Nintendo's Smash Bros, which um, has been leaked. So this is basically... As you can imagine, them using all of their characters uh, to do a Smash Bros. style game where they're going to use those licenses and they're going to really go to town and just release <laughs> character after character and try and get all the kids super excited. Um, I'm going to list some of the characters now for you. Yeah. So you can it. imagine them beating the crap out of each other in a Warner Brothers Super Smash style game. So <laughs> we've got Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, Gandalf, Tom and Jerry, Batman, Rick and Morty, Bugs Bunny, uh, Wonder Woman, Superman... Jake from Adventure Time, Finn from Adventure Time, and Harley Quinn are some of the names that um, have been leaked. Uh, I mean, I can't hate them for this, boys. This is um, this is exactly what you should do. Nickelodeon <laughs> have done it. Nintendo started well, it. I, well, apparently Nickelodeon have done it absolutely fucking shockingly. Well, yeah, you should do it well. I heard it was fair. okay. Like, uh, uh, Not from what I've been reading. But Maybe, but maybe like, I read the wrong thing. But you know what? Like, I think this is the right kind of crazy for me. Like, why not? Like, fucking, like, like, why does Nintendo get a free pass for having fucking uh, Link go up against fucking Pac-Man, go up against Sonic, go up against fucking Snake from Metal Gear? Like, yeah, you know, pe- people are really quick to kind of say that's fine. But as soon as it's Shaggy, it's like, oh, no, you can't have Shaggy and, and Bugs Skull. Bunny and, and Gandalf. Like, there's no. going to be some weird shit, sure. But, like, it could be fun. I I'd think love the more it. weird shit, the better, right? Yeah, exactly. I'd love it if this became, like, the esports, like of, of the of the FGC scene, you know. Totally. I think this sounds better than Smash Bros. <clears throat> like these characters, um, they're I think they have broader appeal. I think there is more of a spectrum. Like Nintendo do it, I think pretty, they obviously do it pretty well, and and the gameplay is fantastic. But if you if you want me to think about like some of the weird ass characters that Nintendo have brought to Smash <laughs> that I don't care about, but then you want to tell me Tom and Jerry, Bugs Bunny, Rick and Morty suit. Like I'm, I'm all about that. What I are you saying, Josie? You don't like playing there. as um, Mr. Game and Watch? You, <laughs> like, you're racist, you. Some of them are cool, but there's also that thing of isn't it, is a Nintendo Smash character going to be wicked? And you're going to go, what a wicked edition or who? Oh, that that thing from that game yeah. that no one played. Like, Although okay. the weird thing about that is that so many of the, especially with the recent run of DLC on Smash Brothers Ultimate, they'd almost exhausted all their Nintendo stuff, which is why <laughs> that the running gag between became like, which Fire Emblem can we squeeze out now? Fire Emblem yeah. character. And the DLC kind of became interesting because it was like, let's go to Atlas for Joker and let's go to Microsoft for Banjo and Kazooie and so on and so forth. Warner Brothers, though, like have such a big fleet of recognizable characters from TV and movies that even just using this as like a starting frame of reference, there's so many cool places they could go. Like also, yes. also, I don't know if you guys remember there was um there was that whole meme about like Shaggy being the most powerful being in the in the universe. And now people yes. can actually play it. Like it, it's almost like the inverse of Nintendo not wanting to acknowledge Waluigi as a fucking <laughs> Smash character, but then Here's fucking Warner Brothers are out of the gate and gonna say, yeah, you can play as fucking the most powerful being in the universe. What's it called, Shaggy? like mythical Shaggy or something like that? I don't know. Uh, I can't even yeah. think. I can't even think of like who would fall under the banner. Like it's just going to be so many things that fall under that Warner Brothers banner. Like it'd be interesting to see who they well, manage to get. There's. Shall I, shall I read out some more stuff that like that they could potentially do? Yeah, yeah go for it. 
So one of the things that's actually been ru- like strongly rumoured and Jeff Grubb said is possibly happening is obviously Warner Brothers produced the Space Jam movies and Jeff oh, Grubb yeah. hinted that uh, LeBron James could in fact be an example of a DLC fighter <laughs> wow. that comes uh, to Warner Brothers. But just looking at some that's other the movies... Worst, that's the worst one I've heard so far. It's only because yeah. Jordan's too expensive. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd much prefer Michael Jordan. That would be, that'd be very cool. Or like modern day Michael Jordan, like you know the meme when like Michael Jordan brackets when he takes things personally. That's yeah. the, that's that's the. Fire From what was it called? Like game. the Last Dance or whatever. Yeah, it the was. Last that, Dance. That was great. That was so good. Yeah, and obviously they got all the other. Lo- I know they got bugs already, <clears> but they got all the other Looney Tunes stuff from there. There's the Matrix. There's obviously we got um, Batman and Harley, but there's the. Oh, entire you mean you can room- play as Lana Wachowski? Yes, exactly. That's the, you, actually, I was going to make careful, a joke that I can't. Careful. Yeah, no, forget <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> we're not going to touch it. I was going to say there's the entire remainder of the extended DC universe. Um, there's right. uh, Harry Potter, which they haven't yeah. um, done anything with yet. I like it. Um, there's all the Nolan films, weirdly enough. Films like Inception and Interstellar, Godzilla, the Lego movie. Godzilla would be good. Like Charlie and the uh, Chocolate Factory, yeah, 300. Any Tim Burton thing. Like, there's loads. King oh, Leonidas, the, the Iron Giant. See, we say like Tim Burton. I like the idea of that sort of weirdly animated stuff coming in as well that looks totally different. Like, you can be Jack Skellington and it's sort of, you know, or Mr. Oogie Boogie. And fucking it's like really... uh, Danny DeVito's Penguin. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be, that'd be so great. So sick, dude. See, um, that is much I, more exciting than some, than some me that you can be in uh, Smash, but... Look, but then to, to be fair, they've now announced all the characters of Smash, so this is why this is probably coming out now because it's yeah. like you used to get excited about Nintendo, now you can get excited about this. Fair um, enough. Oh, I, I don't know what the, I mean, other than the almost ridicule that you see because it's just kind of like a bit, a bit memeish, isn't it? But I don't know what the what the general consensus is here. If people are think it's a good idea or a bad hmm. idea, I don't really know either. To no, be no, I've got I no think- idea. Oh, I wonder if that's one for the for the comments, right? Like, totally. uh, I, I've asked people last week to just comment more than once. So here's your first topic of conversation. Good. Yeah. What do you think of this? I think they, they've got to do right by the game, right? That's the that's the key thing. Like, I'm always yes. reminded that every time Sony are kind of going around and doing stuff, someone makes a PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale joke, or whatever that game was yeah. called. Yeah. And I think... That's kind of got the same thing that Warner Brothers' thing has going for it, in that there's definitely appeal an appeal to bring in all the Sony first-party characters <laughs> into a fighting game, but that game wasn't great, uh, certainly couldn't hold a candle to Smash, and kind of withered out quite quickly as a result. So I hope they do slightly better than it sounds like you said this Nickelodeon thing was going down, Chris. Yeah, but but hold on. What about this, okay? What, because PlayStation All-Stars came out at a different time, right? What if PlayStation All-Stars came out now? Exactly the same game, exactly the same roster, maybe a few updates, you know, so you'll have, like, modern Kratos instead of, like, older Kratos. Sure. Um, but what if it's free to play? Right. Or, or comes out on PlayStation Plus, day one. Which this, this has been rumoured to be as well, free to this, play. But this is what I'm saying, you know, like, does it necessarily need to be do right by the gameplay in, in terms that you're thinking of the PlayStation? I I think it does. They always need, that's the thing that I, I think reckon, a lot of games get I reckon wrong it's going to be don't... gatched the shit out of it. I mean, that too, right? There's, this is about money at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. Do you know the but real trick? Sorry, Jay. 
I was going to say that they don't make money though if no one plays it. So they they need people to play it. They need people to want the DLC. They need all this stuff. Like they need money, people to want to sink money into this. And the, um, unless they get the gameplay right, I think it dies in its ass. And the thing that that Smash has got going for it is it is the best version of that that there is. It's su- the gameplay is absolutely solid, no matter what the crappy characters they put into that are. Like. <laughs> Some of the most iconic video game characters of all time, but do you think? No, no, but I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about, the cra- I'm talking about even when they put the crappy ones in, the, the Mario, gameplay is so Sonic, good. Mega Man. <laughs> so they, I think it's still such a fun game that that is because it's such good gameplay. So I think yeah. they need to get the gameplay right. Can I, Pivot, why not just go to Netherrealm and say, look, Mortal Kombat, Injustice, that's all great. Put that on ice. Use your engine to make this game a fighting game rather than a platform fighting game and come up with fatalities, like an 18-rated fatalities. Like, what's Shaggy's fatality? He probably, like, well, takes a blunt and burns someone's eyes out. And- <laughs> that would be, be great. That would, But, yeah, because you imagine all the parents going, Shaggy smokes... No, yeah. they couldn't do it. But of course, thank you for doing that, bringing that up, Jamie, because it was rumoured that NetherRealm will be making it, but they are not. They are not involved, so yeah. um, have to be relying it, on somebody else. It, it's what I said, like, the last couple of weeks, right, where we're just in this really weird fucking space for rumours. Because I don't know if you remember, but like a few weeks ago, or maybe it was like a month ago, where the rumour was that uh, Warner Brothers are looking to sell a lot of their studios or some shit like that. And there was right. a question question of, hey, is NetherRealm going to be Warner Brothers or spun off somewhere else? Like, it's just strange, man. Sorry, yeah. it's just a bit of a tangent. No, you're but- right. Like, there, there was a rumor like a couple, maybe two months ago now that the next Mortal Kombat game would come before Injustice 3 because of the uncertainty around Warner Brothers licenses and where NetherRealm sit. <clears throat> and yet yeah. now we've got this. Unofficially, this is all a confirmed rumor, but it's one of those yeah. one of those confirmed confirmed rumors, if you know what I mean. <laughs> wow, which is then weird because we've had so many confirmed rumors recently that also turned out to be wrong. So even now, I'm now even questioning the whole confirmed rumor because usually when certain people talk about things, you can stand by it and you can say, "Oh yeah, that's going to be true." And then I don't, I don't think you can anymore. To, you know, uh, yeah, I don't think you can either. To be fucking blunt, I think you could, you can have someone who is like rock solid. Or rock hard, if you will, like however you fucking like it, lubed up. But it's not always going to be there for you. Like Je- Jeff Grubb was so fucking certain about a fucking Switch Pro. Okay. Yeah. Like yes, Switch Pro is potentially an inevitability, so it's an easy one to kind of say, yeah, that's going to happen. But just because you like it's an inevitable thing doesn't mean you should just jump on the fucking bandwagon unless he does have some insight. But then what fucking happened? You can't trust anybody, Alex Jones. Credibility eroded. That's what's I, I dis I disagree. Well, I, I where's your fucking credibility? I don't believe you. I've never had credibility from day one. Exactly. So you can't discredit someone that never had credibility. Yeah, but you can't Let, credit uh, them either. Then let's talk about. Credit. Let's move on and talk about people that are oozing credibility. And I'm Ooh. talking about the um, lovely people that comment below our videos every week over at uh, youtubecom pod. Um, and I have picked out one comment this week mm. um, from Michael Austin, who says, Hey guys, I'm commenting all the way from Texas to say, hope all is well and a great job on the pod as per usual. But speaking of forgotten games of the year contenders, mine is It Takes Two. And the only ah. reason I even tried it is because Jamie spoke highly of it and I ended up loving it. Also, uh, Jamie, um, you wanted to ask because... Uh, oh, blah, okay, he... He's gone a bit crazy with the writing. Uh, Jamie brought up. He's going to start one letter and it's going to throw you. He's gone gone crazy. 
<laughs> also signed Jamie. No, okay, it's not. Since, his fault. since Alex Jones, it. it's since. Add the letter C in there. Saying the he wanted to try, I was genuinely like, "What words he tried to write in there?" Uh, <laughs> he wanted to try Halo Infinite. I wanted to ask, "How come you guys have never been into seeing um, Halo as Xbox 360's his favorite console of all time because of Halo 3?" Uh, and then in brackets, Loki hopes this makes comment of the week on this episode, and it did. So well done. Bum, 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 um, bum, bum. So thoughts first of all on it takes two as uh, his game of the year. Yeah, I. I, I, I yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if there were a way to kind of put that into words to transcribe those noises <laughs> I just made, that's kind of how I feel about It Takes Two now after all this time. <laughs> it was fun at the time. Um, it was a novelty because it really did. I know I hit this uh, over that, like, over the ridiculous over and over again at the time, but it really did live up to its name. Uh, and that was something exciting and fun and different and if you were playing it with the right person like are you someone you couldn't break up with or get divorced from and there was no marriage to be ruined by the video game then you're in for a treat i guess i'm i'm not sure how i feel about it many months removed it didn't leave that lasting impression on me and i remember at the time some people saying oh it's immediately top three top five of the year and thinking that's gonna slip and it did (laughs) slip for me Yeah. yeah the other weird thing about it takes two is i never finished it Steph and I last played it about... Um, so I'm playing I'm playing it with Steph Murphy, who you guys might have seen. He's been a guest on this podcast before and was obviously at ATG with us back in the day. We last played it about mo- a month ago. We last played it before that, about nine months before... Like, we'd something ridiculous, <laughs> like six months. We, we weren't uh, playing it before we picked it up again. So maybe I'll feel different once I've actually seen it yeah. through. And But I wonder if... Um, I wonder if it's because you were playing it on, like online instead of couch co-op and i wonder how much how much that experience differs from just over voice communication but actually just being sat next to someone yeah. also also steph because he's not the best at voice communication uh, <laughs> over yeah over the internet um, well, well, i'm, I'm glad you i'm, I'm glad you brought that up chris because <laughs> i've been playing that in uh, the game with my wife in couch co-op um similar to jamie though ironically in that we yeah. had we played it when it first came out um we then stopped and started playing it again uh, and streamed it a couple of times and we've played more of it since and we've been really enjoying it. But um, we definitely fell off it and I think the last time we played it was about a month ago as well. Um, yeah. But fully intending, but I think it's more like trying to get time to play it and finish yeah. it off. I think the reason time is a big issue with that game is, and I don't know if this is what you guys felt, Jancy, when you were playing it, but that's a game with so many cool, unique ideas all framed around different levels and different environments and different ways to utilize the co-op as the kind of the main feature, the main element of the game. And yet so, so many of them felt like they were just stretched out that little bit too long (laughs) on levels that were a little bit too long, which then came together to make a game that was a little bit too long. And it just like, I felt like by the end, by the time we got to the end of those gimmicks, we're like, Oh, this is what you and I are doing each this level. We were kind of done with our roles. If that made sense. Yeah. yeah, I think I may be a bit more positive on it than, than I think you sound with that. Like I, I'm still really enjoying, but I, maybe we're not as far in. Like I'm, I'm still really enjoying like the the gimmicky side of it. Although I know what you mean in that when you boil it down, you are it is yeah, it does lose a little bit of the charm um, that you sort of first come across and you go, oh wow, I'm get I get to do this. This is so cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm interested as well to see how I feel when we actually sort of finish it. Do you, I do think you guys want to know? Next guys want to know how many copies it sold? How many? Yeah, sure. As of October, can you take a guess? Uh, hmm. One hundred and fifty thousand. No, this is easy. This this game cracks a milli. This is a. 
I think slightly less because you only have to buy it once for each corpse. I'm going to go 1.5 mil. Wow. Okay. Well, according to Wikipedia, the the most reliable front of all knowledge, three, as of as of the start of October, three million copies were sold. What? Good stuff. That's good. Like, good. Like, that is really that good. is that is bonkers. Actually, I like, thought it was going to actually. I didn't think it would have actually done very well. It sold very well at all. Like it was let, a let good, me, very good game, but I thought it was one of those that was a bit yeah. of a a sleeper hit. Let me put it in perspective for you. I think I was reading today that um, let me double check this. But Resident Evil Eight has sold five million copies. But hold on, is I think Jamie might have nailed it. In they actually sold one and a half million copies, <laughs> and they've just doubled the number because <laughs> oh, I entitled to an extra. Do you copy. see? Um, Back Maybe. for Blood did that this week where there were like six million players. And I was like, yeah, but you're on Game Pass, bro. Of course it's players, <laughs> not, not, oh, not sales. Look at all yeah. these players, yeah. guys. Yeah. <clears throat> Resident Evil uh, Village has shipped five million copies worldwide. Oh, that's still solid. Like, Because I think, didn't they send the same press release that Resident Evil 7 hit 10 million? And I think it was the only one in the series to do that. So it's like yes, the ceiling but, on Resident Evil was right. kind of low. But... Um, Resident, Resident Evil Village got to five million faster than Resident Evil Seven got to. Yeah, in the same I still time. can't believe we haven't played that game, either, <laughs> either as a group or either any of us individually. I mean, we it, haven't it planned anything. I'd, I'd like to say check check someone's stream this weekend, but we haven't fucking pulled Just the make, finger make, out. Make enough. sure you're following everyone and see what happens. <laughs> see, see, yeah, see where it goes. Um, okay, so and what about his second point about uh, Halo Infinite and? Uh, mm. Halo 3 and I, well, I, I think for me I don't know how you guys feel about it but I can kind of relate to Michael in so much as that the 360 is probably my favorite console of all time at the moment and Halo 3 was a really big important part of that but he kind of answered his question in his question when he says like why aren't we that excited or why aren't we talking about Halo Infinite <laughs> that much when we liked Halo 3 so much because <laughs> Halo 4 and 5 came out in the middle and like I'm not going to say 343 dropped the ball. They didn't by any stretch of the imagination. Those are solid games, but they were also the games that contributed to my loss of enthusiasm for the Halo franchise yeah. relative to where I was at at the time of 3. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, um, I, was, uh, an, I was not an Xbox boy. I never owned an Xbox, and I've played Halo sparingly, and I'm not that impressed with what I have played, so that's why wow, I don't want to talk about the, it. The, fucking, the flames coming out of Alex Jones today. Uh, I, I played... It. I was well into the first Halo because it came out on PC, and then mm. nothing else came out on PC for the longest time. And you, you got know, abandoned. I got abandoned, and then okay, Hassan Karma, uh, and then <laughs> and then Master Chief Collection came out, and I was just like, "That's a, a it's this weird thing, right?" Like I was almost like, "That's a lot of games for me to just jump in," and right. I just I just can't. Yeah, I got, I got Plus, too much on the boils. It's just like. Too much on the burner, so like, why? Why would I start a collection of games that I know I'm like? <laughs> yeah. Plus, if I'm not mistaken, even five has not yet been ported to PC in any way. Correct. Yeah. So it's like you, if you're on PC, you still can't play the complete Halo franchise or timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Mad. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But, but ironically, we will be talking about Halo Infinite today because it is one of the new stories that is yeah. going to pop up. And I, th- and I think on. I'm right in saying that all three of us will, like, again, because of Game Pass, give it a go, right? In some way, shape, or form. Oh, yeah. Dude, I, I was, yeah. Talking, I was talking about it. No, like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, no, I, I think I will. I, I was talking I about it on, on stream the other day where 
uh, you know, when you're streaming and you kind of do like an inner monologue, right? Because that's just how you kind of keep things rolling. And I, we were talking about Game Pass came up in the in the chat, and I was like, you know, I spent eight pounds a month on Games Pass, and I don't, I, I, you know, do I really need to be spending eight pounds a month if I don't play games as much as I'd like to, especially those games? But then the justification is this, right? Like, I definitely want to finish Psychonauts two. If I had to buy that outright, that's effectively the cost of like a year of game pass, but then I've got back for blood and I've got halo coming out, which I know I definitely want to play, you know, even if it's not for the multiplayer, if it's just for the campaign, or even if it's not for the campaign, it's just for the multiplayer. Like there's definite value there. Definite, definite value there. So yeah, exactly. I completely agree. That's, that's the uh, weekly shill for (laughs) games pass. It's such a good deal. (laughs) We can't not (laughs) shill for it. Um, But should we move on? And should we talk about um, some people that be shilling for us? Oh. The ab- absolute gems that are the uh, Patreons over at oh, patreon.com yes. forward slash super show. Uh, they are the people who keep the lights on, who keep us coming back, who keep us talking about video games week after week. I mean, we'd still do it if we weren't, um, if we had no Patreons, but we'd just be probably sitting on a sofa drinking some beers and doing it. We wouldn't be recording it for the whole world to see. I, so I'd, I'd like to think that we'd be maybe a little bit less motivated to do it as kind of regularly yeah like maybe not yeah. we but fuck up more often <laughs> we basically yeah but there are some people we'd like to thank right now um there are some names on screen and i would also like to read out some uh, some names for you as well these are the patrons as i said uh amnestus aaron cameron athletic gravy Jesper camden nielsen leo merga magic grits mindful pig Nathan Piers, part of the 0.24%. If you know, you know. Pastors Guild, Scary Omen, Starful Kid, Zach Cream, and the Big Dogs. It is Brett Z, Doppler, Geometric Potter, Hacksaw Book Read, Manuel Cari- Ca- Caribbean Papi Guerrero, and Peaswad. So thank you all, uh, guys. And thank you to all of our patrons and everyone who supports us, everyone who comments on the videos, everyone who likes the videos. Um, you're all doing good work so i appreciate yeah. it yeah you know what jonesy we've got to we've got to we've got to love the haters too so anyone who doesn't listen to the podcast <laughs> they can go fuck themselves but we 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 appreciate you either which way if you hate us that much come to the um video and comment below and tell us how much you hate us because it's yeah. still working to the algorithm what, one view one so, me bro there we yeah. go chris uh, did you notice that jonesy did the thing what did he what was oh caribbean well we said caribbean. it was the caribbean or caribbean how would you say what what's the what's the name of the movie where Johnny Depp plays the pirate Captain Jack Sparrow, Jonesy? Pirates of the Caribbean. Ah, interesting. Pirate Caribbean, yeah, I kind of said Caribbean, Pirates of the Caribbean. But yeah, Caribbean puppy seems to be easy to say, so I'll go with that. <laughs> Caribbean puppy. It does roll puppy. off the tongue. It does. Whoa, come on, steady on, Jonesy. This isn't Hi, Will puppy. Smith. This isn't Will Smith's nowhere to be seen, okay? Yeah, welcome to Miami another time, buddy. All right, well, I think it's time in the uh, podcast for to get a little catch-up, see what you guys have been playing for the last week um, since... I was going to say since I last spoke to you, but I didn't speak to you last week, so for me, this is going to be a nice little catch-up from, you know, just from the last two weeks, so there you go. Uh, let's start with... I'll tell you what, let's start with Chris, because I oh. know Jamie and I are going to have some crossover. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. And mine's easy, you know, like I didn't play any new games this week. I played more Hades. I played more Dark Souls on stream. That's about all you're going to get from me. <laughs> uh, hopefully 
next week I can talk about how we played Resident Evil and Back for Blood and and all these spooky Halloweeny games. Fingers crossed. Uh, Devil horns, rock on, whatever it yeah. might be. But the one thing I do want to talk about, Jonesy, because you said we haven't caught up in over a week. That's uh, oh, a, that's a down, dirty dog lie. All right. I meant get games wise on the podcast is mate, what I meant. Mate, we we <laughs> spoke about games and 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 life and chicken wings because we met each other IRL in person. We did. For chicken wings on Friday, which was the reason that the podcast didn't go out on Friday last week and it went out on Saturday. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we went, we had some some nice beer, some nice chicken wings uh, in what was a chicken wing challenge, although we weren't necessarily doing the challenge. We just wanted cheap chicken wings. Uh, but shout out to Passyunk for some damn fine chicken wings and good beer and good times. I'm not going to lie. I thought going into it that, like I was, I'm with you. Like I didn't, th- I did, I didn't think that I was like going for the challenge. I was like, I want the cheaper wings as well. But there was a little part of me that was like, I bet I can put away a decent number of these chicken wings. You know, I, I'll be, I'll be on the board for the, um, for the challenge. Yeah. I, after forty wings, I was done. Yeah, I, you I see, don't think I could have um, eaten many more at all. Yeah, I did thirty wings, and I think I could have pushed myself to be to do another ten, so maybe up to forty. Um, obviously, we'll never know because I didn't do it, but I, I feel like I could have. But I definitely know that if I had, I would have had to have unbuttoned the pants. I would have, <laughs> you know, felt it up here in my gullets, just like, um, maybe not thrown up or maybe thrown up. I don't know. But uh, I, I, I was, I was, right I was on 40, but uh, yeah, I was comfortable at 30. Like, Later on, I wasn't so. I would like went later on that day. I was like, oh, feel it. but then I had I had four pints as well. So four pints, yeah, some fries and forty chicken wings. And I was literally when when I got home, I was like, oh, I've eaten too many chicken wings. It didn't feel great. <laughs> I felt amazing afterwards. I felt yeah. light as a feather. How many did you have, Jamie? I didn't do the challenge, so it's not even worth. I, I had ten. Didn't do the challenge. So no shame. Mm. Smart. No, Smart no, 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 I'm not, not calling you out for shame. Just, just I, I just had a, I just had a regular meal. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> like um, a normal functioning member of society who doesn't need my name written in chalk on a blackboard for validation. <laughs> I do need that. I need there, there, there was a there was a dude who top of the leaderboard at the time that we were doing it, and he was on eighty chicken wings. That's and, crazy, and that was insane. And I, I thought to myself, because the way they did it is they had your Instagram handle. As your as the name for like what it is so I actually went and looked up up this guy's Instagram because I was like is he a oh, professional wow. eater I was like this guy must be a fucking beast like oh man like no he's not he's not he, he's a big dude but he's more like like a Tim the Tap Man kind of big dude all right I, I was I was I was quite surprised but then again like you never know because what, what's that dude's name like fucking Takahashi. Takahashi or whatever's fucking. Oh, name. there's there's uh, Kobayashi's the Kobayashi. Yeah, yeah. Matt, no, Matt Stoney is like the the guy who's Matt Stoney and Joey Chestnut are the two guys, but they're they're both kind of unassuming fellas yeah. in terms of professional eating. Yeah, but well, it's, this, just, it's your stomach, isn't it? They've actually done studies into how the, how professional eaters can do it, and even when it comes to like non professional eaters, like the guy that ate eighty, the more you eat, you stre- like you stretch your stomach, you can consume more stuff, like. For the last year, I've been eating like less and less and less, and no wonder I was really struggling after like forty chicken wings. 
compared yeah. to I think um, I think we talked about the podcast before when we did the chicken nugget challenge oh. and we tried to eat like a hundred chicken nuggets in a hundred minutes. I, yeah. I think I ate like seventy. That was worse, but I put away a lot more food like that two years yeah. ago, whenever it was. Yeah, I couldn't have got anywhere near that these but days. But it's it's also a case of like how quickly you eat it, right? Because that 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 response in your body to say I'm full now and I don't want to eat, right. it, it comes after a while. So yeah. you need to try and like pack in as much as you can in that stomach as soon as you can. And and that's kind of the trick, isn't it? Yeah. That's why they say, they, they say they set these challenges of like, you've got two hours to do this. You mustn't think about that. You must be like, you've fucking got half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the first time we tried to do the chicken nugget challenge, I think I ate 60 in 30 minutes because I wasn't, I, like you said, I just put them away. Like I was just yeah. going, and I didn't even think about it. And then I thought, ah, oh, I've got... F- um, I've got another hour and a half to eat another <laughs> 40 nuggets. I could not get down any more nuggets. Yeah. Yeah. Even after an hour, I was like, I don't want to eat any more. I feel horrible. And that was the first time we did it, yeah. but um, yeah. The second time was great in that fucking like, gladiator pit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely mental. We had a weird job. <laughs> we we worked in a weird office. We did. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, that's all I got. Um, but what about you guys? Yeah, Jamie, what have you been playing? Um, I've been playing a couple of new things. Fortunately, I've had a bit of time between work to uh, spend uh, some time with a couple of new releases, one of which landed on Game Pass today while we're in the process of um, vouching for Game Pass and and plugging it and and shilling. Uh, Age of Empires 4, which is one of those things where I feel like Age of Empires 4 was one of my most anticipated games at some point, like maybe a year or two ago, then kind of got very quiet and will pop up every now and then He's in these sort of very discreet ways. And now it's just kind of out. Um, That's mad. I never would have thought that this was would be like one of your most anticipated. Well, because the reason is, is because Age of Empires 2 is still the only RTS that I've ever spelt, spent a significant amount of time with or got any real nostalgia for. Like I never got into StarCraft. I never got into Command & Conquer. Um, in spite of you know many attempts at, uh, at getting into those series, yeah. Age of Empires and as a one-off Age of Mythology were always the ones that stuck when I was even quite young. You know, as those games were coming out, I think there's a lot of people out there who kind of are in the in the same way. There's a lot of nostalgia yeah. for Age yeah. of Empires two more so than Age of Empires three, yeah. which is why I think as a result of that, whether it's intentional or not, or I don't know if it's just a byproduct of the way they kind of went about structuring this thing. But Age of Empires 4 immediately feels like just very familiar. Um, you re- re- remember, and it comes back to you quite quickly when you launch that game and you're kind of put into a tutorial straight away without being asked if you want to actually partake in it. <laughs> that the fundamentals of Age of Empires haven't changed a dramatic amount over the years. And, you know, here I am sort of doing the tutorial and it's like, make villagers. Tell yeah. those villagers to get food from this bush. Tell those <laughs> villagers to get wood from these trees. And it's like, you know, you've got your four resources and they're all going up and then you can build other buildings and those buildings build make units. And obviously the intricacies of the different, I don't even know what to call them, groups uh, that you can... Uh, Factions. Like, fa- yeah, Nations. that's a good word Nations, for it. really. Yeah. Um, I, I, from what I understand, like some of the new ones that they've added incorporate different like uh, gameplay elements some different dynamics in terms of like the tactics they might use in combat or how they you know accumulate or hoard resources and so on and so forth that's potentially quite interesting but the overwhelming feeling was one of familiarity and it's like whether or not that's a good thing is going to vary from person to person i guess if you just kind of wanted an updated slightly better looking but not necessarily cutting edge 
Age of Empires game kind of feels like that's what they've made. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. I ha- I hate them. Oh, <laughs> Jonesy, Alex Jones. <sighs> Here we go. go on, you have to elaborate now. Do you know, but do you know, I hate them because I'm terrible at them. Like, I, 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 oh. I want, I want to really. I, I do like them, and I've played, I've played RTS games like my whole life. Um, never buying them, always like because I'm bad at them, so I never buy them. I always end up playing them with someone else or through someone else. And yeah, like Age of Empires, I, th- I can't remember which one I played. Probably two. I've played like um, quite a few of the. Uh, um, what's what's Red uh, Co- Red Red Alert? Commander Conquer. Commander yeah. Conquer. Thank you. <clears throat> I played like um, uh, those ones, and I've played a whole. I've played even like I can't even think of other series that I've that I've tried. Starcraft to and Warcraft. I always have the same problem with these games. When they give you the tutorial, it's all mm-hmm. good. When you get into the game, it's all good. And then I play it for a few hours, and it seems all good. And I then hit a certain <laughs> point where the game goes now it's time to do this or like now it's time to just crack on and and build your empire. And I think I'm doing really well. And then I just get wiped out (laughs) and I'm like, Oh, what, what have I done? And then I go back and I try and do it again. And I'm like, okay, I must've done something stupid. I'll try again. And I just get wiped out again. And then all the fun is just drained from it. It was like, it's the same sort of feeling I got from when I used to play um, like UFO enemy unknown. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, up, that, that I can name, understand. I'd name my whole team with all my friends' <laughs> names, and I'd go, and then after about two hours, my people would be called like one, two, three, and four, and I didn't have any resources, and I'd have to just start a whole new game. And I'm like, I don't like this game. I'm not playing this. This can fuck off. And I just stop yeah, playing it. And I, I feel the I, same yeah, with these I, games. I can understand that with the XCOM stuff. I don't really get it with the RTS stuff, but I think I have no patience. Yeah, I and can also do is like, like, imagine like that. rushing to build certain units and like let's go and kill people as quickly as I can. And so I build a squad and then I piss off and just go and try and find the enemy, the other enemy. I'm like, if I hit them early and I hit them hard with five farmers and like something else, we'll we'll beat them. And I get there. You see, you, you should you should have army. You should have played StarCraft because that's a Zerg rush that you discovered. Oh yeah, um, but I, and I've always been like total war, even a bit different, but total war games. I'm awful. I'm so bad at those games. Oh, I'm bad at Total War games, to be fair. I've never really played them. them. Yeah. Any of those kind of like, be considerate, tactical, point and click, <laughs> da 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 da. I suck. Nah, balls, man. R- so. RTS is like, RTS was at one stage was my, my favorite genre. It was like, fucking, this is, this is my age, right? It's like point and click adventure games. And then they start yeah. making those. And it's like, cool, RTS games all the way. And I, I would rinse RTS games. It didn't matter what fucking dodgy RTS games I could find. I played them all, honestly. And I and I fucking loved them, man. Absolutely fucking loved them. So I'm 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 looking forward to Age of Empires 4 to like loading it up and playing it. Um just gotta find the time for it. But yeah, it's definitely yeah. definitely on my radar. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm 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 glad it's I'm glad it exists. I'm glad it's happened. <laughs> I am curious to see how I end up spending the rest of my time with it though, because I know those games have campaigns, but they can sometimes be you know, like, you know, almost Cam- like yeah, um, campaigns, like yeah, yeah, exactly. They almost end up just feeling like tutorials with a bit more makeup on. You know, they're being yeah. glammed up and glossed <laughs> up a bit. Yeah. Um, and then multiplayer scares me for the exact same reason Jonesy described the games in general scaring him. <laughs> so uh, we'll see. Yeah. Um, um, Jamie, I got to ask. Yes, because I know that you have sampled some of Steph's mayo, Steph's mayonnaise. <laughs> Oh, tell, yes. Tell us about that. Tell us about Steph's mayonnaise. 
Uh, well, first thing I'll say is it's best enjoyed not just within the sandwich, but as the sandwich itself. So no other ingredients, no other fillings, just a plain old mayonnaise sandwich. And, and, and fresh from the sauce as well, right? I mean, the fresher the better. Like it, yeah. it, 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 you can like dry age it, for example. Um, yeah, but then it gets all crusty. Right. And- yeah, but you know, some people have a taste for that kind of thing. Like, it, you know, it can be quite musty and quite gamey. But mm. there are certain vintages. Like, I think the uh, the generally the rule of thumb is it's like if it's an odd year, then that's considered a good vintage. Um, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, it's one of those things that I think everyone needs to try. You know, don't knock it till you've tried it. Basically. Okay. I still don't really know what you're referring to. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one. I, yes. I decided to roll with it because I didn't want to... No, but you do know what I'm, what I'm referring to. Well, I, I presume you're referring to semen, but like I, I have not sucked off oh, since... De- like, what? What? <laughs> what, since ATG deaths? I know, like, it's, it's been it's COVID, Steph, dude, Has Steph been streaming Age of Empires 4? Is this what you... Is this what no, no. Um, I, I, I know, don't even know what... The, I know for a fact the, that Jamie and Jonesy... Uh, jo- oh! Jamie and Steph have been playing... I've just, I feel so bad now because Chris said mayonnaise, right? And I interpreted it as a as a joke about semen and, and like as you do, you dirty dog. My mind works, and now I feel stupid because Chris literally means mayonnaise. Because Steph and I, uh, to kill some time in the evenings, have been playing Stardew Valley, and one of the things I'm currently doing in Stardew Valley is taking <laughs> eggs and turning them into mayonnaise and selling the mayonnaise. Oh my goodness! So Chris was actually being very literal about. Steph and my uh, mayonnaise hijinks. Can I can I predict that a lot of the um, the conversation between you and Steph was along the lines of Why haven't you even cooked the eggs, Steph? Yeah, and then, no. and then and Steph goes, oh, I'm down. And then Jamie and then Jamie goes, What do you mean you're down? This is start your belly. You can't get down. <laughs> We, the closest thing we've come to that is if you stay up too late in Stardew Valley, Valley, your guy faints, like passes out, and gets robbed during the night, and you lose some of your money, and our money is shared. So I did have a go at him once for that. Um, but luckily, it's one of those games where you can largely ignore each other, even over like Discord. Like if you if we just didn't say anything to each other for two hours, the PlayStation would largely go the same. Yeah. And yeah. what happened was when we got our farming sort of like level high enough, you have to specialize in a certain area. And Steph basically became the crops guy, and I became the animals guy. So I, I, you know, collect the eggs, I milk the cows, I make the mayonnaise, you name it. Can you do? Can you play that with uh, when you're on your own, but in the same server or the same game, so that when Uh, you can only Steph can at the moment because the way it works is like one person becomes the farm owner and everyone else becomes a farm hand. Because mm. that's that's one thing that's always been missing for me from like um, online multiplayer games, you know, that I try and play is because my problem is <laughs> I'll start playing and then someone will say, maybe Jamie, for example, will be like, uh, do you want to go on and crack on with that game? And I'll be like, oh, I don't think I can for the next month. And then, it'll, you know, move on. Whereas I think the sort of game where you can dip in, dip out, play together, play separately, I think is a much more totally, appealing prospect. Totally, Jonesy. When was the last time you logged into the uh, Minecraft server? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, Literally what you just, ex- like, described is Minecraft. I, no, I no, but, that's, but there's no... It's not. That's not like a... I mean, like a game with objectives and with like. Um, I mean, I mean, the Stardew Valley is just like run a farm. I oh, still pay for that. that. I still pay for that realm, by the way. Do you? <laughs> yeah, every every uh, month. 
Wow, well, there oh, we go. I'm so tempted to go and have a look at. I bet it's like a just. I bet it's like a post-apocalyptic wasteland, and someone is it. running it, and there's lava and rocks everywhere, and there's like it, a it throne. Be because if I'm not mistaken, I think one of my brothers is in there now. When I was <laughs> last with them, I was you know trying to bond in kind of a boring big brother kind of way, and sort of be like, yeah, I play Minecraft. I'm cool. I'm hip. I'm. I know what a Minecraft content creator is. It's Tommy in it. In it. Tommy. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so yeah, just slap him on the thumbnail, then maybe we'll get back up to a thousand views at least. Let's do it. I'll tell you what I found which was kind of crazy to me, and I didn't. I, I knew this day would come, but my five-year-old was watched like was on the iPad, and I realised that he was watching a game streamer. He was oh, watching weird. someone streaming Minecraft. Wow. But it was on it was on YouTube Kids, and I was like, "Is this even on YouTube Kids?" And it was just like someone who's obviously. I can't remember the name of the guy who just obviously says, "Oh, I'm a I'm a kid friendly streamer. I just do Minecraft." So he was, yeah, he was watching him stream like mock up battles of Godzilla versus uh, Mothra in Minecraft. Okay, mm. yeah, wow. I mean, yeah, I mean that sounds you know innocent enough. It I was, guess. it was, it was on loud. You could hear what he was saying. It was, it was, it wasn't like dodgy or anything. But yeah, I was yeah. just, I was like, wow, I can't believe this day has come. And then. What was the what was the game? He said to me, "Oh, uh, uh, oh, the Last Guardian." All right, yeah. Oh. He was Pretty watching. Cool. His, he was watching him stream the Last Guardian, and he said, "Whoa, look at this game! This game looks so good. Like, look at this guy Trico. This this game looks great." And I said, "That game's free on the PlayStation Five. We can just download it." He went, "Really?" So he downloaded <laughs> it, and he started playing the Last Guardian. That's cool. That's quality. That's, yeah. I like that. I mean, that's also a great way to make sure he's never going to be interested in video games the rest of his life. <laughs> Because I want Trico maybe wanted to throw my controller out the fucking window. <laughs> that rat never did anything I told him to. That rat. That uh, rat. But yeah, so to to the to the question at hand, uh, Jamie, how how is uh, Steph's mayo sandwich? Because he is the original mayo sandwich. He is he the is. original mayo sandwich. I make all my mayonnaise. Kind of like is a debt of gratitude to him and his status as the original mayo sandwich. It's going well. Stardew Valley's still good, but it's. Not the most intriguing and discussion a noteworthy uh, game oh. I've played this week, Chris, because um, I have been playing, and Jonesy, you've been playing as well, um, uh, a little bit of the old Guardians of the Galaxy, or should I say Marvel's Ooh. Guardians of the Galaxy, which came out at the time of recording, I think, two or three days ago, to positive reviews, I'd say, overall, and you know a positive reception, considering how many things could have gone wrong with a... Uh, Square Enix published Marvel IP video game. <laughs> yes. Are you going to stop there? I thought you were doing well, a little talky bit. Well, but I, I don't know, because I feel like this, unless you want to literally take turns. Or, no, or no, okay. Of, oh, let's do it then. Let's get into it. Yeah, no, let's I've... Go, um, yeah. Um, but you know what? Okay, so this is where I have to admit that despite what happened with Marvel's Avengers, um, not from uh, Idos Montreal like this is from, but um, I can't remember who made who developed. No, um, this Marvel's is Idos Avengers. Montreal, and that was um, no. Crystal I'm saying, Dynamics. yeah, sorry, I'm saying this is not. From oh, I see, Idos I see. Um, sorry, yes, Crystal Dynamics. This so this is from a different developer, so I sh- shouldn't necessarily tie them with the same brush, but. I was apprehensive about pre-ordering, so I didn't pre-order Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't pre-order until it got to the day before, and I was like, 
oh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to buy this game, so maybe I'll just get it anyway on the pre-order because then I can, it will be delivered tomorrow morning and I can just pay it because I'm, I'm a disc boy. I like to get the old disc. And I just happened to check out game and they had they were like, oh, if you get the standard edition, you get a free still uh, box, etc. like that. And I was like, it's a single player. It's not going to be the same. It's going to be cool. I'm going to buy it anyway, so I might as well pre-order and get the still box. Uh, and I did it. I pulled the trigger and it was like an hour before the reviews came out. And I could most I just, nervous hour of your life. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Cause I was already, I was already like, I just want to play it. I, I like that franchise. I like the look of the game. Even if it's not great, I'm still pretty sure I'm going to play it. So like, let me pull the trigger. And then the reviews came yeah. out, as you said, Jamie, and can, they were, they were positive. Talking about your decision that led to you buying that game. Can I offer up another thing that beyond you obviously liking guardians of the galaxy and liking the source material, I think, and Chris, I might need you to chime in on this as well, because Josie, this is like, this isn't meant to be a positive or an idiot. Is it because I'm an idiot? An observation. <laughs> no, it's not that you're an idiot. It's that there's a thing in you, and you do this sometimes in conversation as well, especially when there's like a debate happening. There's a part of you that's like inherently a little bit contrarian. And, oh, yeah, massive. And so when something that you take a look at for yourself and you watch trailers or previews or gameplay footage, and you think that it looks okay or that some part of it piques your interest, but the game is either being somewhat derided by some communities or is not getting great publicity or is not being talked about. Other examples recently are games like Riders Republic or Outriders way back in the day, weirdly enough. You sometimes almost take these games under your wing and I'm just like, Jonesy's going to pre-order that day one. I don't know why, <laughs> like, but he's just, he's just going to buy it. I know Jonesy's going to buy that game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, weird. Um... And it's 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 almost like you have this thing in you where you like you want to be the person to make sure whether a game is being fairly treated. I don't know if that <laughs> I'm phrasing that right. Yeah, nah, I don't think that's mate. Yeah, no, maybe in some sense, but I don't think that's necessarily anything bearing on pre-orders. Like I'm terrible for pre-ordering anyway. Like I yeah. kind of decide before I decide well early on whether or not I like a game and I'm going to pre-order it before I, I have any reason to like like it as much as I think I'm. I think I have. I don't think that's necessary, but I am, yeah, I'm a proper like contrarian in some respects, but I don't think that has any bearing on, like I said, pre-order. Fair enough. Wow. Fair being enough. contrary to what Jamie just said. So, um, yeah, again, ever the contrarian just can't, no, I'm just trying can't to, agree. I'm no, it's like, you just can't, like, can't bring yourself to agree with me. I'm trying <laughs> to think if there's, like, for example, I haven't pre-ordered Riders Republic, uh, and I, what, and I'm not going to, because I, but you played it, but you played it. So I played it, I played it and I enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. I but like you kind it. of had the same thing with Marvel's Avengers where it was like, it was a big talking point. Is it going to work? Is mm. it going to not? You played that beta and you're like, there's something here, but, and it almost felt like you felt like you needed to be, you needed to have a voice in that conversation. So you just jumped at I'm it. trying to think if I, because I did it without like Outriders, I was really looking forward to and I pre-order, I did pre-order. Ah, oh, like, but then I feel like I do that with games that are really popular as well. Yeah, you, I think you do as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think with Jonesy, it's a it's a heady cocktail, right? Of what you're saying about being a contrarian, but also being super impulsive with some of his purchasing decisions. I think I'm almost like immune uh, to um, like what everyone else is saying as well. So if I see something and I like the look of it, it doesn't matter if everyone else comes out and says it's yeah. crap. Like I'm still convinced it's going to be great. And, yeah, yeah, but, but I think also, like, by, by your own admission, so I'm, I'm not trying to, like, um, not trying to call you out or anything, but you you don't keep your ear to the ground as much as Jamie and I do in terms of these things anyway. 
I no no I don't in in general in in the wider gaming verse I definitely yeah. don't I do when it comes to individual games that I like that I'm uh, following yeah so okay, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll consume low like for example with Guardians of the Galaxy I'd watched loads of previews I'd watched the twenty one minute like um, we played the first twenty one minutes I'd seen yeah, all yeah. of that stuff I did the same in Marvels like I watched every bit of content I could get my hands on before I pre ordered it. Um, so when it comes to specific games, I will go deep into... Actually, to, to be fair, that probably adds to it because then I get so deep into the game itself and what's going on around it and that I almost feel like I have to play it and then I'm going to pre-order it. But no, I definitely I don't branch out much beyond the games mm. that sort of pique my interest, for sure. But anyway, we need to move on because we can't just talk about me all the time. Let's talk about Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> a bit more. Um, yeah, go, so go on then. <laughs> So some of the reviews that came out for it were were actually surprisingly um, positive. I thought, I mean, they were like eights, uh, you know, like people saying you should really play this game. But it was a weird review landscape for me. I watched yeah. a few reviews after the, they actually dropped and it felt like what people were saying wasn't really fitting with what uh, the scores they were giving the games in some sense. Like they were kind of saying, this game is good, you'll like it. Um, it's got all these positives but they weren't really getting into it. They weren't really uh, being excited about it. They were kind of just talking about it as like a matter of course, which I found kind of mm. odd. Like they didn't seem to be into the game, which sometimes people get so excited about a game that you can really, they enthuse about it as they're doing the review. And then they hit it with like an eight or a nine or something. And you go, oh, you were that in, I, I thought you were going to give it like a seven or a six and a half because you just didn't seem that keen on it. Um, and I got that a bit with this. I don't know if you, if you got, uh, yeah, Jamie, if you I, thought the same thing, Chris, you thought <clears> the same thing. Yeah, like, so just but before you jump into it, Jamie, because you've got a lot more to say than I do, so I'll just slice in here, right? I, I haven't played the game, and I get exactly what you're saying in terms of the body of, let's say, the, the content of whatever that review was, mm. and then the final score did seem a little bit kind of like, not majorly disconnected, but a little bit disconnected. I did kind of feel that. Um, but I will say that from everything that I saw from the reviews made me decide not not to get it, at least not now. So, yeah, no, I can, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. yeah, there was definitely an element of the reviews that was like, this is solid, like they haven't dropped the ball on this, but does this have to be day one? <clears throat> eh, well, right, yeah. Maybe not. Um, I, I didn't get as much, of, I didn't have as much of an issue with like sort of a disparity between the body of a review and the end score. In fact, like I think of all the YouTube videos that I watched and articles that I read on that review embargo, I think the only scored ones were GameSpot and IGN that I remember. And they were seven and eight out of ten, respectively. Yeah. And I don't think either of those like video reviews, especially because most of the time they're being read by someone who didn't write them. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't think either of them like felt odd to me. <laughs> but there's definitely like you go over and watch uh, Skill Up's review, and he very much liked it. And like you were talking about the passion in someone's voice, he was very passionate about it. But then his review was very weird, which was that I was like watching that review and like. Dude, get to the bits that like aren't obviously aren't get to the bits that you're obviously not talking about. Like <laughs> right. we're twenty five minutes into your video and you haven't talked about combat. It's obvious you've got problems with it. Get there. <laughs> That's what I want to hear. Yeah. His um, was his was one of the best reviews. But then the weirdest thing about his review for me, which is odd, because I think we even had this conversation. And I said I've watched a few reviews and it, it's coming across a bit strange. And I think you, Jamie, said you'd watch Skill Up's review and you said it was like better and it was uh, you know he go. Well, he I think you, you, stuff, I, th- I said it was less ambivalent, which is what you right. f- felt the other one. Ones were yes yes but what was really strange about his review was right at the end 
He then said, the reason I'm saying this is um, you should definitely get this, or I, I strongly recommend this game, is because I want people, I want more games like this to be made. And I was like, hold on. So you don't think this game is a strongly <laughs> recommended game. You want, you're going to say it's strongly recommended so people get it, so that it's like a, uh, a weird way to make the industry think that this is what we want, so more games like this are made. I was like, this is a biz- this is a, taking a bizarre twist. It's not that bizarre, Jonesy. That, no, man, that is weird. That's like saying this game is a seven, but I've given it an eight or a nine because I want people to think I rate it more highly, so more people buy it, so more games like this are made. That is weird. No, or that's what, what if he, he says. What if he gave it a score of seven and saying that's a fine score and it's okay for games to be sevens as long as they're like on that a is good- not how he rates. That's not how he rates his games. He doesn't give numbers. He gives like recommend, strongly recommend, blah blah. And he said strongly recommend. And then when uh, he got to the reason why he strongly recommends it, the one of the main reasons I, was no, but, the, but he's like, but he, he could be like, I, I strongly recommend this game because I enjoyed it and I'd like to see more games yeah. like it. Like, bro, I, I, don't, I also feel no, like you're weird. overlooking the fact that the first 20 minutes of that video are him straight up waxing lyrical about that game <laughs> nonstop. Like, he sucks off just about every element of that game <laughs> apart from combat and exploration. Yeah, so no, like, he, he, yeah, I think he that does, he I, does. I think. He's, I think, he's I obviously know. positive. He is obviously positive on it. But now, let's, okay, let's talk about the actual game. Yeah, talk about the actual game. Like, how about, how about the fucking Super Show review? A super show, super show review. So I think I, I'm, um, I don't even know how far I'm in. I've played it for a number of hours already. Um, I'm a decent stretch into the game. I, the visuals are really good. Like the game looks fantastic. I really enjoy, I've enjoyed the world building that they've done. I think they've done a great job of making you feel like you are in the Guardians universe. It's not the movie universe, it's the comic universe, but it is insanely inspired by the movies. I I feel like just playing through that, like some of the stuff... Um, it feels like they've watched the films a lot and then gone, yeah, but it's mostly the comic book. There is, you'll get it if you play it. It's like a weird kind of um, crop from both angles. Um, then there's, but then there's a weird kind of like, they want it to, I think Skillup said this, there's almost like a Mass Effect-y feel to it. And they want it to feel like when you're walking around the ship or Mass Effect and you're talking to your team and, and interacting, but it doesn't go deep enough in that route for me. Like this almost like surface level Mass Effect um, which I can understand why they've done. They the the story building is great, like the way that they tell the story, and it's the Guardians of the Galaxy, and they it's from a time when the Guardians aren't like a coherent team yet. It's sort of early days when they've they've not been together very long, and I really like how they've um, they make it feel like uh, they take you on the journey of the story through the game. It's a very linear game, and they've tried to make it not feel um, like weird in the fact that it it is almost a comic book story being told to you without you feeling like you're just being taken down a path. I even mentioned to Jamie, it's almost telltale-esque in how you sort of progress, which I would usually, people might think I would mean as an insult, but I don't at all. I mean, like, they've done a very good job of having a world and got you to interact where you're supposed to interact. But that is also part of my biggest problem with it in some of the side content, like finding components um exploring the world and trying to find little secret rooms and things they all feel very tacked on it is an incredibly linear game where there is a path you follow you get to a cutscene. there's story there's exposition you talk to the characters around the world and it does not want you to stray from that path and you can't and even the bits that try to make you feel like they're doing a bit of that like path straying don't really work that well for me um Okay, but what about it? 
other than feeling tacked on, what about it feels off? Because it's, it's, there's, it's, not, there's nothing wrong with a game just being like, hey, we're a fucking linear game, right? I not, suppose not, not every game needs to be open world or hub world or Metroidvanias where you go no, back forward. No, you're right. It doesn't at all. Uh, and some of my favorite games have been quite linear like that. But th- for some reason to me, this feels... It feels almost too... I said this to James Warren. He said he didn't agree with interested to see what he says, but I felt it's a little bit handholdy. It feels like it's kind of taking you... It's it's pushing you along too much on the on the journey. Whereas in some respects, I want to feel I, I want to the fake freedom of the world that games managed to nail. So, um, Last of Us Part Two was a linear story where that was a bit more hubby in places, but there were paths where it was a linear game where you had to follow a path and you had to get from A to B. I felt like I was in that world and I could do what I want, but I wanted to do what the game wanted me to do. Whereas in this, I feel more like there's a route through the marketplace that I need to follow to get to the person I need to talk to. Uh, in some sense, um, which I don't know, it, it felt a little bit too contrived like that. There's also some weird bug fixing, I would say, in that when you get stuck in a bit of scenery, or you get stuck in a wall or you fall off a cliff, rather than the game not really know what to do, and freak out a little bit and you you load, reload a save is what normally happens. It seems that because it happens too often, they have a thing that it automatically fixes the bug it like brute force fixes it and just moves you to the side. you like, I don't know if you've had this tool. No, I find this the weirdest complaint that you've made of all of them. Do you know what? Do you know what is it? Do you know what, Chris? It's not a complaint. It's not a complaint. It's not about this video game is the way they fix the bugs. No, no. Why did they just leave them as bugs? Like, let's go, let's raw dog this thing. No, let me try. I'll try and, uh, this is, maybe this is a bad explanation, but so normally in a game. I clip through the wall and they just like, they unclip me from it. Like, leave me clipped, bro. Make me hit start and reload the chain. Most games though, don't expect you to do it enough that they have to have a way around it because you shouldn't I, I, I haven't even experienced what you're talking about if I'm being oh, I, I have I about I don't know maybe like not not masses of times maybe like seven or eight times in the game but it feels a little <laughs> odd Do you, and it, again it reminds me of um, uh, when CD Projekt Red were making Witcher 3 trying to get all the bugs out of it like here we go the bru- fucking boat the boat again Josie. no not, not not the boat at all not the boat at all they had to they had to brute force a couple of those bugs because you couldn't get through a situation so the way they did it was they just made that you could get through the situation even though it didn't work in the world the game world you could just walk through a character or something stupid like that this feels like they've there's a couple of occasions where if jamie like you said like if you clip into something you shouldn't be they shouldn't happen enough that they've had to put in a brute force mechanic where the game just does it itself like the game trying if you get stuck in something the game I ha- really, I ha- that's the other thing i haven't i i have uh, quite and so there was weird things like there's a tunnel that you're supposed to be able to go through like you clear a path and you can go through to get uh, components or whatever um and it just simply wouldn't let me go through it I have no idea why. And it just wouldn't. It was like, no, you can't do that because you've already initiated a conversation over here, so you can't do that. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. Then you get to another point in the game where you have to climb over tables and stuff and there's bottles around. And if you break a bottle, uh, the guys wake up. And I, uh, oh, I think... Scene. Right, so like climbing over something, he just got a bit stuck in the scenery. Um, my character did. And the game within inside about four seconds just went black, then came back again and I was standing like a metre to the left. Perfect. And I'm like, yep. no, I, I didn't. I didn't like that. I thought that was. But then, sorry, Joji, what's the alternative? My alternative is fix the bugs in your game so that doesn't happen. That, that, that is a fix. That. No, that it is isn't. A fix. No, it isn't. It's yes, an it immersion is. breaking oh, thing. Oh, I'm, done. I'm sorry, the immersion was broken in your game with a talking raccoon, you <laughs> fucking doofus. So, what do you mean? I'm still immersed in the game with a talking raccoon. Any game that needs to 
brute force bugs in that way for me needed more polish before they released it. Oh, that's, I, I think that's this too is a, good. I think this is a surprisingly polished game, like top to tail. Well, it's, it's very polished in number in a lot of okay. other ways. And then, last to touch on combat. Combat is good. I like the combat. I don't. I think people have got problems with combat that I maybe don't have. But you do get to a point where it becomes very cookie cutter. You want? I wanted more elements where I felt like I had to utilize my team <clears> for their special attributes. And in the end, it kind of just feels like you're just hammering. Oh. Uh, um, what like Groot do this, uh, Gamora do this, what's the you can just hold L1 and go da 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 hit all the buttons, they all attack, the people die. It just becomes a bit of a masher and you can get out of any combat situation, which I wanted it to be more tactical in you know, in some sense. Interesting. But a very good game. I'm really enjoying it. Looks great. Story's fantastic. A bit too linear and yeah, some of the polish with the bug fixing stuff is is noticeable. Um and I didn't like. Hmm. There you Fair go. enough. Yeah, I, it's interesting. I, I, I don't share many of the same issues that Jonesy shares, but um, also I feel like our net conclusion is somewhat similar. Yeah, you, you get to the same score, just in different ways. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I, when I reflect on what Jonesy was talking about in terms of sort of like exploration and the linearity of the game design. Like you're right, it is extremely linear, and linear game design isn't a bad thing, and it can be done well. And I don't think it's done particularly well here. Um, and I, and I think one of the issues is is that the game kind of like tries to um, incentivize min- the minimum amounts of exploration that are offered through rewards like resources that can be used to buy upgrades or new outfits for the gang and stuff like that. I think that's all fine. Like I don't think games need to be stuffed with secrets and collectibles and different types of currencies to make you want to search every nook and cranny. The issue is that if you were to compare it to something like the linearity of a Naughty Dog game, like all, all three of us have played, say, The Last of Us 1. I won't say two because there were more open areas. The Last of Us 1. The Last of Us 1, for, I know it's a weird comparison, but it made a lot more use of environmental storytelling. And it, whether it's just things that you're seeing and that you're feeding off as a player, or whether it's things that the characters in the game are reacting to and talking about in the moment, there is sometimes a disconnect. And what accentuates that even further is that while Guardians of the Galaxy's banter system isn't as bad as some people would have feared, there aren't as many dud jokes or cringy moments as people might have worried about <laughs> given, you know, there was some writing that was strange out of context in those trailers. It does have a fucked up system. And Josie, I don't know if you've noticed this, but it every time that you as Star-Lord walk off the beaten path to grab a resource that you've seen in the distance or search to see if there's a costume, the immediate response from the game is make the character start taking the piss out of you. Yeah. Like Rocket will start going, hey, Slag what do you off. think is over there? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> no, sorry, excuse me. What the fuck? I, it was, is it, was it, is it far? Far, uh, no, far, frack, 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 frack. They use, they use fake swear words. Fair enough. Like, what are you doing? You know, there's nothing over there. And he's, and then you'll come back and you're like, I oh, you actually got 120 resources out of that. And he'll be like, well, you, that's what you're thinking, not what Starlord's yeah, saying. Yeah. And Rocket will be like, oh, well, look who's back. And it, it's like every single time. And it's like, not only was that just a pretty straight and narrow, like I walked down one corridor and came back out another, um, but to get resources, but also like you were berating me the whole time and nothing else happened. I didn't see anything. And there is one exception to that, that Jonesy, I don't know if you experienced, but it's when you're on um, one of the first kind of alien planets you visit very, very early on the game, not a spoiler. And you go off and you're kind of exploring like a cave that's separate from the area that you were just in. And there's like 
some environmental puzzle solving. There's things where you need to like shoot certain objects to make them disappear and go through gaps and cracks and stuff like that. And Rocket, this time, rather than berating you, realizes that you have um, peeled off, goes and finds you, and on his own, separate from the group, joins you in that cave. And there's a conversation trigger you can have with him where he expresses doubt over the plan that you have formed for the mission that you're on. And like the, the the role that each character is playing in that plan, and I was like, that's something different. That's yeah, like yeah. you adding more mm. character or more story or more narrative into me going off and discovering something. If you did more of that, then this would feel more rewarding. But as the, as a result, like you're almost increasing the extent to which I feel hemmed into this path by the way you've designed everything that exists off of it. Um, yeah, so, so, it yeah. feels like it feels. Oh, you're right. It, they they not only it feels weird when you stray from the path. They always make you feel bad for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a weird, weird decision. Yeah. I, I think broadly speaking, though, to like summarize my thoughts, and the reason I think a lot of people end up in seven, eight, sevens or eights, I actually texted this to you guys earlier, is that what I kind of like about it and the reason I'm enjoying playing it is that because it doesn't do much that, it doesn't do much wrong, mm. like outright wrong. There are elements or mechanics or sort of choices that don't quite reach the fucking like zenith of the genre. Um, but they're still at least fine or serviceable. And there's nothing in this game that is outright bad or broken or the same as the game two years ago that this is a sequel to or that we've been playing nonstop for the last... Like, everything feels like at least an attempt to do somewhat interesting, with the exception, perhaps, of, like Jonesy mentioned, the interpretation of the characters, which are probably a bit too grounded in their MCU counterparts. Um, But, like, the combat... I don't... I don't always love it. It yeah. can become a bit of a, a game of managing cooldowns and like a kind of a watered-down, slightly shitter version of Final Fantasy VII Remake. But <laughs> like, it's still something. Like, They didn't just make a beat-em-up. Yeah. They did something. They tried to make it tactical. They they stuck to their guns with the whole Hey, You Play a Star-Lord thing. The writing is decent. Like the Some of the kind of the character building and world building and sort of letting you, like Jonesy said, make with comparisons to Mass Effect, walk around the ship, talk to people, I'm enjoying that stuff way more than I thought I would. Is this, uh, besides the IP, is this an A or a triple A or a double A game rather than a, a triple A? Because that's what it I sounds think, like. I think, I, I think this is firmly triple A. I think this is firmly triple A. Yeah. I, mean, I can never remember the, 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 how you do everything this, you define. I see, I would say it's a double A game. But the only reason I would say yeah, that double, is double A game with a triple Marvel, A budget, Marvel, right? Marvel Square Enix publishing Marvel's no, no, Guardians of the Galaxy, is, but, developed, but, developed by Idos. In what but world? But this, this is what I said, Jamie. This, this is what I said. Remove the IP from the game and just look at the game the, as you it, can't. No, but I, I, I'm I'm going. I I agree with you, Jamie. But I know what Chris is saying, which is why I'm saying double A is because for me, if you if you take away that and you just look at the game and what the game is and how the game plays, if you just put another skin on it, then I could see why the, he's asking the question. But, I would but say then it's a double you A. Could, you could, like, that does the, for example, like, as, like, as an if example. You take, if you took the Star Wars IP off Jedi Fallen Order, then it becomes the same as that fucking mortal, whatever it was, what was that game called? Which one? That other know. Soulsborne clone that's Mor- like... Mortal Shell. Mortal Shell, yeah. Jedi Fallen Order becomes Mortal Shell when you take the Star Wars IP off. The point is, you can't take the Star Wars IP off because it's a fucking Star Wars game. But then you get to a weird place where any crappy Iron Man game that's ever been released is automatically <laughs> AAA because it's Iron Man, which I, I don't, I don't well, think is a useful I, I see, comparison. No, in, the, in the past, I disagree. I think if you want to talk about PS2 or 360, PS3 era, I think they were absolutely AA um, 
By your rationale, E.T. is the most AAA game of all time. No, no, because I'm not just talking about the IP. Go back to what I said. I said the IP, the publisher, and the developer combined. Yeah. Now, if you want to go... The reason reason fucking... What were they called? um, Went out of business. The people who used to make all... Like old THQ, for example, went out of business because they were making AA licensed games. Yeah. Yeah, they were. That's why this isn't one, because this isn't Iron Man on the Xbox 360. So what you're, you, so what you're saying is you can't system. remove the IP from the, the game. I, I, think I think they're all components. Do you know okay. what? It, I, I suppose the reason I want to say it feels a bit double A to me is because in some respects it feels like they've looked at a game like Mass Effect, like Mass Effect 3, Mass Effect 2, and they've said, right, we want to make that, but with a Guardians, but Guardians of the Galaxy. But then they haven't made Mass Effect 2 or 3 with Guardians of the Galaxy. They've made like a, a, a sliver of that game because they've taken certain I'm, elements I'm, of it. No, I'm, and how are, we, how are you now saying that the biggest frame of reference was Mass Effect 2 and 3 when your largest criticism was about the linearity of the design? Because in this, the sense, the thing that gave me scale in Mass Effect... And the player inter and the interaction with like the crew and the way that you sort of um, interact with that world feels much bigger than I think. I, I'm only I don't know how far I'm through Guardians of the Galaxy. It feels like a, a a much smaller version of that game, if you know what I mean. So, for example, if I had if I wanted to make a Guardians of the Galaxy game and I said I want it to be like Mass Effect, and then the developers were like, okay, we're going to make Mass Effect, but Guardians of the Galaxy, and I was like, whoa, whoa, hold on, it needs to be half the size of a Mass Effect game. I, I, yeah, see, I disagree. I disagree. I don't think. I don't think they looked at this. I think you want to make the argument that they looked at Mass Effect for inspiration on like storytelling or like how to create a system where like you're getting closer or having evolving relationships with the characters around you. Fine, but I like. I don't think it's unfair to say this is a game that was outright inspired by. I think we're talking about a fifteen to twenty hour long narrative driven single player experience with some of the best art direction, production quality like visuals and audio that are like a massive licensed soundtrack. Like th- this thing screams of money. Like, I, I, and I think this idea that just because like, it's almost the little brother to Marvel's Avengers because it's a single player lineage. <laughs> I just don't get it. No, no, not lit. No way. Little brother. No, I'm no, that's not me taking, putting words in your mouth. I'm just talking about the bigger online reaction to this thing. Now, like if Marvel's Avengers hadn't happened and this game had had a, had more money put into its marketing and bu- uh, marketing cycle, like, there would not be a single conversation about whether or not this was AAA or AA, in my opinion. Oh, the, to, the only reason I would even, like, as Chris is asking the question, the only reason I'd say, like I said, AA is because there is something about this game which, although I re, I'm really enjoying it and I, I'm keen to play more of it, it doesn't feel like, for some I don't know what it is. Like I said, maybe it's the linearity, maybe it's the almost... Um, do, do you want the hot take? The moment-to-moment gameplay, i.e. ignoring the games as a service or the live service elements of it, the moment-to-moment gameplay, exploration, combat in Marvel's Avengers, and the production quality, graphics, uh, you know, overall visual and visuals and audio and voice acting and so on and so forth, li- li- fucking lip-syncing, however deep you want to go. Marvel's in, in, Avengers, Marvel's Avengers was more double A than this is. Uh, I'd, I'd agree with uh, yeah, like for the a lot of what you said, like especially like, the single-player yeah. campaign side of Marvel's Avengers, they phoned that in. But then <laughs> this is the thing: if you say to me Marvel's Avengers is AAA, I would say I don't think it is AAA. But then of course, because of the IP, because of the money they spent on it, it's AAA. I don't. I think that's yeah, not you, a great you have kind of contradicted yourself there, Jamie. Yeah, I don't think that's a great I know, justification. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I have. Marvel's Avengers I, is is more AAA than this. Just, yeah, exactly. I don't see how that contradicts yeah. anything I said. But Describing I don't, it's more AA. <sighs> 
I don't want that to be a negative. Like, I don't mean it as a negative, though. That's what's weird. Like, I I'm not trying to say this game isn't good enough to be a double A game. That's not what I'm saying. That, that, that's that's a point I'm trying to feel like I'm trying to fight against. Is so, that, like, quality can't determine so in, the, the size. The thing that I always come back to is an indie game, right? As far away from AAA as you can get, indies often do one thing insanely well. Like, they will have one mechanic, they'll have one visual. They'll have, so, um, Artful Escape played recently, indie game. Fantastic art. art quote, again, like, quote-unquote indie games. Yeah. Quote-unquote yeah, indie fair, games, yeah, yeah sure. Um, they'll do one thing insanely well, and the problem is they don't do many things insanely well, because often whoever comes up with the art concept for the game has one really amazing idea, and then they implement it in. And often they're one person or a few people or whatever, so they struggle. For me, the thing that the, the linear, the, the continuum between indie and AAA is not just about money, it's also about like scope of the game and everything else. This, for me, like I said, it's not a great way to say it, because everyone thinks I hate Telltale games. There's a slight telltale esque element to this way they've decided to drive the story and the narrative, but they almost have to do it that way because they're trying to tell a comic book story with lots of characters and dialogue. Like, as you said, Jamie, the second you got off the beaten path, they start going, what are you doing, Quill? Where are you going, you idiot? It's this way. Imagine if they had more of an open world or a hub world. Like, they wouldn't know what to do. They'd, all the characters would <laughs> be standing around, like, jittering or something. The game would break, like... They have to keep you funneling down a route to the next cutscene, to the next bit of the story, to whatever. But you can just kind of feel it too much at times, I think, is my main criticism. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think we see eye to eye on kind of the, the, the broader issues here. But um, move, move right, on then. agree to disagree, yeah. <laughs> but it's still, still a very good and game, very enjoyable. If you like Guardians of the Galaxy like I do, then this is I'm, wicked. It's such, like, there's so much to love about it. Totally. Like, Absolutely. And as a closing note for things there are to love about it, and I said this last year when Saints Row the Third Remastered came out, and like maybe it's a novelty that would wear off if more games did it, so maybe I'll you know, mm. live to regret saying this, but more games need to use licensed music because yes. nothing beats the impact of the right licensed track <laughs> coming out at the right time, and this game is crammed full of amazing tracks. It is. It's got, yeah, it's absolutely round full. Very good. Like, oh, the, the, Chris, I don't know if you've seen the reviews, but it's got a mechanic called the huddle. The huddle, which yeah, is at certain yeah. points. I yeah, like so the huddle. I'm just going to say that now as well. I, I the, huddle's the huddle's great. Really I, cool. I say the wrong thing most of the time, apparently. I fucking upload. How? Um, I, 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 honestly, I don't know. Well, but I've got no, I, I'll tell you how, because he's got a fucking vendetta, but uh, Rocket Raccoon always telling him, berating him for going off the beaten I, I, path. I, 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 don't, I don't particularly like Rocket at the moment. I'll give you that. Oh, he's, just a, he's just a whiny little shit. Can I, can I give you... It gets worse. <laughs> oh, great. He's like, do you remember when everyone was like, God of War's really good, but do you remember when Atreus just becomes the most annoying thing for like three hours? Rocket Raccoon's in his Atreus phase at the moment. <laughs> and he has to bring Groot with him because that's the way they work. Yeah. But the, huddle, the huddles are great. And when you... Even if you fail a huddle like I do, Star-Lord still gets the damage boost and a track starts... And I had a, a sequence earlier on where uh, uh, Pat Benatar's hit me with your best shot came on <laughs> after my huddle. And it's just like... And there is something like stylish about when a lot of those combat elements come together. Uh, j like, janky at times, but s still somehow stylish. Um, and I, it works. It if, works. Uh, I, have to I want to describe the huddles for people who don't know. So basically, yeah, at some point, in, if you get enough light, I think it's momentum in a battle, if you hit the right buttons you get all the team come together and there are words appearing on the screen and someone like uh, Drax will go, um, 
Peter Quill, I am uh, really scared and, and worried about this battle. I don't think it's going well. And then like Gamora <laughs> will say, yeah, Peter, I think we're getting overwhelmed. I'm not sure what's going to happen. And then you get two dialogue options to reply to your group. And if you say the one that wrote the, um, you know, responds to what they've said accurately, like, don't be scared, guys. We can pull together and we can get through this. Uh, <laughs> or you can say something like, um, uh, you guys are crazy. Stop going over the top, which has got nothing to do with what they've just said. If you get the right dialogue option, <laughs> then they'll go, thanks for the talk, Peter. And they run off and the, everyone gets a boost <laughs> and every, and the music starts playing and it's wicked. Um, do you know, do you know what yeah, I think it cool. is? It's because I think the huddles want you to fucking role play a Star-Lord. Whereas I just end up becoming too sympathetic to be like, no, you guys are great. Like, we can do it if we work together. And it's like, no, the right answer was, you're meant to say like, come on, guys, stop being pussies. Let's go fuck shit up. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you failed them. Like, they're so easy. They're like the, they're like the question that a, a t- morning TV show has just, when it goes into the no, break. Bro, how, many, how, many, like- um, how many light bulbs does the average household buy a year? Is it... Ten or is it a billion and five? <laughs> like it's that level of all easy. I know is like I push my answer. I think I'm well pleased with myself. Like we're about to fuck you up, and then Drax will go like, "I think there is something wrong with our leader," and then we'll all like run off. And I'm like, "Great, just go for the opposite." So if they say that, if it's like if the words Probably. are like fear, scared, hide, just go for brave, strong, stand together. Like it's not that hard. Yeah, there is an option. Lots of accessibility options in this game, and one of them is there are loads ne- of them. never fail huddles. So maybe I'll just turn that on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, That's interesting funny. game. Interesting game. Nice. I, I, one thing I didn't mention that I've really, I really like is there are uh, dialogue options throughout the game that you can effectively, um, I don't not like win, but you can have different outcomes and different like yes. um, routes through the story if you and, um, say you know the right thing. Like I had quite a cool one which I, I won't ruin because I don't think Jamie's there yet, but there was one where I had an interaction with someone and I, and it oh no, I just realised Jamie's going to hate it because it's a dialogue based one where you have to say the right thing at the right time <laughs> and you get quite a cool um, uh, outcome. If you say the right stuff, then yeah. it could go horribly wrong. And from what I understand, Josie, there are full on like different like versions of like you described earlier, a stealth sequence that you and me both did. Yes. If you'd done another thing, that's an action mission rather than a stealth mission. Right. And there's, I think there's another one as well that I saw a lot of people talking about, which is quite early on, which is uh, you can have the option to talk to some people at a specific moment. And if you talk to them, they know you're there and then all hell breaks loose. Whereas if you don't talk to them, you sort of sneak further into the area you're in and you you sort of dictate the battle, as it were. Um, but so much so that at this point, I know this is early days, I am quite excited about playing it again. And making the different, different choices yeah. to see what what the difference what happens. Yeah, but but every time a game has that, and I go back and I play it, I forget the choices that I make, and then you just inevitably just choosing the same choices. So what they really need is like if you do like a new game plus, they highlight the option that you didn't do the first time around. Right. right. Do, you, do you remember Detroit Become Human? I, mean, I never yeah. played it, but yeah, like but it would do the thing at the end of every level. It would bring up a huge chart of every single place where the level of the story split and what percentage of the players of the game like globally chose what oh yeah, like whether you were in the yeah. minority or the majority and like how many different outcomes there were for each level that's cool that's a cool concept that, that cool game. concept yeah, yeah. I, I can't Slow wait for someone, game, yeah it was, i can't wait for someone to take all those cool <laughs> concepts and great uh visuals and 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 that that great engine and give it to someone other than david cage <laughs> ouch wow but um 
yeah, okay, well, there you go. We've had a nice long chat about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. A, a cool game. Play it. Should, should, I, should I play it? I don't know if you should yeah. play it. I don't know. I'm trying to think if... I think I think at the right price, to. like you'll get a kick out of it because yeah. I think it's like the same way like you played Spider Man, right? Like it's consumable, like it's it's linear, like you can make your way through it in like I don't know fifteen hours. Yeah, I think you know those characters. I think you'll get a kick out of some of the laughs. I think there's good gameplay to be had along the way. I, I don't know. Yeah, there's there's not much to be scared of. No, I'm, I'm not sounds. scared of it. No, no I wouldn't. Sorry, I would not try and suggest <laughs> scared is maybe the wrong word, but like. It's basically it's it's literally just a value proposition. Like if yeah yeah, just as soon as you think the value's right for you, not just you, Chris, but anyone, like go for it. Yeah, yeah. Like I, if I knew that I liked Guardians of the Galaxy, and I knew that I like sci-fi, and I know that I like that setup, and I know that, and I play it, and I'm like, yes, they have done so much right with the story and the 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 dialogue and the the interactions and stuff like that. Like it's, I'm I'm really enjoying it. It's, it's like I said, it's only some of the gameplay stuff which is. I don't know. Feels a little wonky. Ropey. There you go. If only they hadn't fixed all those bugs. That's all I'll say. I don't understand how you don't understand what I mean about the bugs. <laughs> I, th- I think you, you, I, you I know think, what I, I was I think watching. I do. I just prefer. I think I prefer what they've done to like. I I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Do you know I, what? I I here's here's an analogy. I love an analogy. Let me use an analogy. If I went to if I went somewhere to go, if I went to a nightclub and they handed me a gum shield. And I was like, and I went, sorry, why have I got a gum shield? And they said, well, you know, you're at this nightclub, you're going to get hit in the face. I was like, I'd say, well, maybe stop there being the problem that people punch you in the face in this nightclub. Not just give me a gum shield. That's not a good workaround. Like, I don't expect to get punched in the face at a nightclub. You, Jamie, brought up Last of Us Part 1. In The Last of Us Part 1, there weren't any brute force bug fix things because there weren't bugs in The Last of Us 1 to any sort of degree. This game feels like... They've encountered a lot of bugs, so they've said, oh, we've got a cool workaround for that. We'll just have it so after a couple of seconds the game fixes it without even yeah, but, missing but, a beat. And I'm like, you shouldn't have that many bugs that you've, if, had, you've if, come up with a way to work around it. If I, if I tracked your analogy and if I went up to a nightclub and they offered me a gum shield and explained why and they then <laughs> elaborated and said, look, like, uh, we get that this sounds weird, but you've got to understand, like, People getting elbowed in the face and losing teeth is one of the hottest topics right now in our community. Like, headlines are made on this shit every... Like, nightclubs close overnight if there are too many incidents of people getting their teeth knocked out. And by the way, our sister nightclub opened last year and they got (laughs) shut down after like a week because too many people got their teeth knocked out. Am I enough of a snob to say... Do you know what? I'm not coming in your fucking nightclub because I don't want to wear that stupid gum shield. I'm just going to wear I the would, gum shield. I would not. Do you know what you sound like? I would not go in the nightclub. Sound, I don't want to get punched like, in the face at a nightclub. You sound like you sound like an anti-masker. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm not going to wear. Oh, no, sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, Jonesy, uh, I forgot. Jonesy doesn't wear seatbelts. He's just waiting till they reduce the amount of collisions. <laughs> now you sound like a victim blamer. Jesus. Now you sound like a neo-Nazi. Oh my you god! Like, you sound like a white supremacist. Bingo, and you, you look there and you look like one as well. I used to go back a year or so. Definitely <laughs> with a shaved head. Yeah. Well, anyway, right, we need to move on to talk about um, some other. Well, this isn't more remasters of. of there we go. I'll leave. No, that. but they're definitely double A. They are definitely. Du- they are definitely double <laughs> A. 
Yeah, I, that was actually much. a joke. I don't, I don't know what these are. I actually don't want to answer that. I don't even know what they. We, can we have some clarification? I know Chris like these, you asked people are, last week are, to drop a couple of comments. I would like people below to tell me what they think the distinctions between like double A, triple A are because I do not agree that it is just money based. Jamie obviously thinks it's all about all about the the green, all about the dollar bills. He is obsessed that, with that's, cash that's, that's, and money. And <laughs> that's an, that, no, that's so. an that's an unfair summarization of all the points I was making earlier. Yeah, okay, no, okay, I, I, I just, I just, <laughs> but unfair. GTA the uh, the trilogy um, remasters have finally got a trailer last week. Um, Can I, sorry, uh, but, but uh, in the video game industry, AAA is an informal classification. No, used to we're going to let people cate- in the comments. Use, no, let I'm just, the comments. I want I want the people in the comments to oh. hear this. Used to categorise games produced and distributed by a mid-sized or major publisher, which typically have higher development and marketing budgets than other tiers of games. Publisher and budget. Bingo. Done it in one. So by that rationale, Iron Man on the uh, PlayStation 2. No, because those 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 games had shitty... No, because those games had shitty publishers and shitty budgets, and that's why half of those publishers like THQ don't even fucking exist anymore. E.T. is the greatest AAA game of all time. They dumped them all in the... You're an idiot. You're an idiot. Uh, GTA... Trilogy remastered. We 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 the the trailers fucking came out. We didn't talk about them in the last uh, podcast. So go. Uh, we couldn't because they actually came out the day after we made the podcast. But um, we have now seen the trailers. I think we've all seen them here. Um, so everyone got to have a little look at the trailers, mm-hmm. and people were not that happy. Opinions um, have been formed. Yeah, I suppose some people were probably fine. Some people weren't weren't as impressive. Uh, a couple of things that were positive about them were the uh, lighting, the draw distances. There were some um, some things in the games actually looked pretty darn good. I watching that trailer, there were things that I appreciated and I thought they looked pretty nice, and uh, I wasn't going to complain about it at all. Um, they've also implemented the GTA Five style controls and aiming, which is much better than they used to have in those games. Same time. GTA series not the best for um, necessarily for their aiming shooting mechanics, but a GTA Five was an improvement. So there we go. Uh, they are out in about two weeks. They are not um, not long at all, and so you Mental. can actually get your hands on them. Yeah. Uh, and San Andreas will also be coming to Xbox Game Pass, where GTA Three will come to PlayStation Now, which is pretty wicked. So there's a lot of ways you can get your hands on on these games. But we need to have a reaction, boys. What did you think when you saw those? I'm not even going to push you one way or the other. Those tra- <laughs> that trailer, that trailer for the remasters. What did you think, Chris? Do you <laughs> that was a great start. <laughs> no, I, I, like, I feel like Chris had to listen to a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, some, some things to say. Um, I, oh fuck! I'm pulling a Jamie here. <laughs> no, sometimes that's all there is for it. I mean, that's kind of how I feel, to be honest. Um. I, th- I think a lot of people will be happy with it. Uh, and like, yes, okay, there's there's people forming opinion opinions online, but that's what online is for, so that you can seem to be uh, kind of going with the flow of, of following the fucking subreddit take on these things when the reality is that's not how a lot of people feel about things, right? Uh, it's kind of like storm in a teacup uh, mentality. But for me personally, I think a lot of the stuff looked really fucking goofy and cartoony and and you know to be fair like that's how they were kind of like penned and planned initially like just because you got more of the kind of like photorealistic kind of stuff going in 
uh, GTA 4 and 5 doesn't mean that GTA 3 was, hey, well, fucking going for realism here. Because you've got goofy-looking characters doing goofy-looking shit. Um, but something was about... It, were, they, were they meant to be goofy, though? Or is that, like, was it that at the time that's just what the games looked like? I kind of, I kind of feel like they were meant to be goofy in the time. But, but it, it fits, right? Because you're obviously working with the limitations of the hardware at the time that you were doing, and you're like, you know what? Yeah. I mean, you can't do fucking photorealism, so you're going you're gonna to take a, a kind of like a, a pastiche of it. Um, but in, in upgrading it, it it's, it's weird. It's like fucking, what, what's that saying? Putting makeup on a pig. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, oh, yeah, it's like, it, like I, I don't think it does have ray tracing, but like some of the shit, like the atmospheres and the, the fucking alpha effects that they've got there, like really fucking cool. And, and in certain shots of that trailer, it looked really fucking sick. And in other shots of the trailer, when they're looking at the characters specifically, you almost think to yourself, like, yeah, this, this, you've just fucking sprinkled some fucking, you know, glitter on a turd by the looks of things. Not to say that those games were turds, but, you know, like, um, it's just like this bizarre kind of fucking mishmash of things of like good looking stuff, bad looking stuff. I mean, ultimately, it doesn't matter. Like, people are going to buy it. It's fucking GTA. It's some of the best games ever made, right? Like San Andreas is like way up there. So much so it's getting a fucking VR port. And I don't know. My my kind of feeling on it is, again, what they've done is like straddled this line between remaster and remake. To be fair, this is more on the kind of like um, remaster side than remake. But then again, they've added the whole fucking GTA 5 like underpinnings. So... I don't, it, it could games confuse me these days, fellas. Like I, I maybe this is why I'm getting my fucking aneurysms, you know. Like because <laughs> shit's just fucking weird these days, and I I don't understand it really. And and then they they put all three of them together in a full priced package, and then they remove the previous games from the game stores. The only way you could play those games now is to fucking buy it through the remaster trilogy, which smacks of some fucking Warcraft three reforged bullshit. But I don't like <laughs> that is kind of filth, isn't it? When they do that. Oh, I hate yeah, it. I hate filth. it. Honestly. And it's like, it's like it's scumbag maneuvers and it's, it's very rockstar to be fair. Um, did it give you the sort of vibe of, you know, when you edit a video and then you just chuck a, an adjustment layer of the whole thing and you stick a filter into that adjustment layer and then you look at a few shots and you're like, oh, yeah, that, that filter was making this look sweet. And then you scrub through a few more shots and you're like, oh, it doesn't really work on <laughs> yeah. some of these shots. But you go, ah, sod it. I'll leave okay. it on. It'll look fine. Here's an example, okay? Sometimes when you're editing some a long piece of content, like let's say a podcast, it's happened to us on this podcast before. If you watch it on YouTube, you might have picked up on it. But... There's something called a drift where your video and your audio is synchronized to a particular point so that when you're looking at my lips and you're hearing the audio, it makes perfect sense. Nothing's out of sync. Nothing's desynced. But because you've got drift, eventually, the longer you go on the video, the same piece of recording, the voice slowly starts to get out of sync with the lips. And that's kind of seems like what's happened with the, with this. Like certain bits of it are like perfectly in sync and you're like, this makes fucking perfect sense and this is what i want to see and then it cuts to another shot where you think like it's further down the line of that one long video clip where things are fucking so incongruent that it just fucking makes you do a double take like honestly some of the shots in that trailer i thought it was from like double fine like it it could have been out of fucking psychonauts 2 
I'm not even there's joking. A, so, there's a weird thing in that if you look at if you looked at a pixelated image, right, of uh, of someone, let's say you, look, you saw a pixelated image of a celebrity, and you're like, oh yeah, that looks like this person is is a per, is a, a human. They look absolutely fine. And then you sort of depixelate the image, and you found it was like a cartoon picture of the person. You're right. Like, oh, yeah. My brain almost filled in the gaps. I almost feel like with this and with older games, it's like your brain was doing a lot of the work to say, well, this person's supposed to look like this. Yeah. But they're just blocky and polygonal because the, you know, whatever. But they've then tried to, they've then said, no, no, we're going to make this look how it looked back in the day, but with a higher resolution. And you're like, yeah. oh, that's not how that's well, supposed to look. That's, that's like when all like news channels used to go to, when they made the switch from SD to HD. And all of a sudden they realized that like, the makeup that you do for SD doesn't look good on the makeup that <laughs> right. you do for HD. And yeah, all of a sudden yeah, you sure. realize they've got like caked their face in like fucking foundation. So they very quickly had to change that. Or they realized that like, oh, you can see every single pore on my face. Oh, right. Okay. Well, I got to fucking change that. It's like, I'm talking too much about this and I'm, I'm just going around in circles, I feel. What, what do you guys think about it? I, f- I feel like Jamie is the biggest GTA fan of all of us. I mean, he's, yeah. he's wax yeah, to, to be fair, he is. A little asterisk to everything I've said. I'm not a big GTA fan, so what the fuck do I? What do I know? No, I, I still think, like you, broadly speaking, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Like it is a confusing mishmash of kind of like approaches and ideologies, and ain't the word you used goofy early on is <laughs> yeah. kind of weirdly yeah. appropriate. It kind of just feels like to get at exactly what you guys were just discussing. Like they knew that they would be had been tasked with remastering these games. They knew that certain things were very much in their wheelhouse, like a resolution bump and a frame rate bump yeah. and so on and so forth. But we talked about those models and how polygonal and sort of like <laughs> bumpy and sharp and weird. And Jamie, there was one dude who, that literally looked like this. Like the gap yeah, between but, his his arm going out and, and, his, and his chest was like this. It, it's weird. It's, it's weird. And I, I don't think <laughs> I'm you're talking to you like this. off either. You're like, you're, yeah, exactly. You've got... Um, yeah, I've got rickets. A weird disease, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it kind of just feels like they were they took the like like you said they straddled that line between remaster and remake, and they kept taking the remaster kind of banner as far as they could, and they got to the point where it's like right now we're redoing textures, we're and at some point we have to recreate character models, and it's like okay, what are we doing with these character models? <laughs> and I think it looks more egregious in three and Vice City than it does on San Andreas because. Like you said, it's just a potentially slightly too on the nose interpretation of what those character models looked like originally, but and their proportions and their faces. But then, if they if they went the other way, the, the, this is the fucking the, the rock and the hard place, though, right? Because if they mm-hmm. went the other way, and then they said, okay, so we're going to update the models so that initially they looked goofy, and now we're going to update them more to the San Andreas GTA Four kind of way. But then they get flack. They would 100% get flack for that. Oh, you've changed it too much. I, see, I think oh, it's potential. I, I don't know if that. they. I mean, yeah, you're probably right. Some people. It, it's it's, it's a no win situation you can't, in some respects. can't please everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially. What pleases the most people? Especially I don't know. when you're when you a company like Rockstar with like one of the most like hailed franchises in history. Like, you, yeah. there's no win. Oh, they, they, they could have done a Mafia Definitive Edition style remake for all three of these games, and some would be angry that it wasn't yeah. GTA 6. But maybe like, that's what they should have done, though. Maybe they should have just said, you know what, just GTA 3, or just San Andreas. <laughs> just fucking uh, ground up. Maybe, maybe. But then GTA 3 ground that, up would have been, would have been really but then, good. But, but then, then they've but, taken all three of them and done more to them than Mafia 2 did got. And it's like, would you rather have a package of all three games getting to a better level than Mafia 2 did, 
Or another situation of like, hey, GTA 3 is like a modern game now. Vice City and San Andreas. Oh. Yeah, that would that wouldn't have been great. Like I'm I'm torn on this because Vice City is my favorite GTA game. Like I I think it's fantastic. Am I I would like to play it again and I would like to play a remastered version. The problem I have I hope with you've it got is, 60 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> well the, the problem I have now is is I've been burnt so many times with like trying to play older games because my nostalgia kicks in too too hard and makes me think they're better than they were. So even with a remaster how am I actually going to feel playing these games again? Am I going to be like, oh, this is nasty. Like, I don't really want to play this. Is it better left to the, uh, yeah. you know, to to my memory to just Diablo think about 2. how good it was? Diablo 2. It's exactly that. The, the Diablo 2 resurrected. Right. I didn't, I think I didn't touch it because don't fucking ruin my memory. I th- and I think that's probably the way to go for a lot of people. Like, I, th- I, I don't think I'd be too quick to be to be jumping into this trilogy and, and trying to relive some of those experiences. But then some people will, which is, you know, Fair I'm, yeah, I'm I'm very very hyped for this, and like the point I was going to make was that like the heroes for these games for me, especially GTA Three, where you're talking about you know a silent protagonist who didn't even have a name until later on in the series. Uh, the cities themselves have always been kind of like the key components, and the writing and a lot of the characters, um, and you know the the very on the nose movie inspirations that mm-hmm. kind of that tied everything together. Um, obviously there were I, 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 the only real um, like potential sort of like bollard for me the only potentially hurdle that thing that was in the way was something that they've addressed a little bit but not fully which is that how much have they smoothed some of the rough edges around some of the worst or mo- like most infamously bad missions particularly in right. 3 and Vice City yeah I mean we, um, we did a whole fucking six list on them exactly I think we did would you want them to change them, them? I don't, don't want no them? I don't I don't want to change them I just want like Modernize the ways that we can circumvent them. Like, like the fucking. Um, all you had to do was follow the damn train, CJ. Wrong side of the tracks from San Andreas. I think part of the reason that's so infamous is because, like, when you fail a mission in GTA, you're stuck where you were when you failed the mission, and you have to head back to the person that gave you the mission and watch that cutscene again. And before there was trip skip, you had to make that journey again, and like. It was a, like there were elements of it that just were massively outdated by today's standards, and I like even checkpointing. Like they didn't have like mid-mission checkpoints. There were long missions that if you died, you died, yeah. and then you woke up in the hospital <laughs> and you'd lost your money and your guns, and you still had to do the same fucking mission again. Like you have to smooth over some of those rough edges. And I'm I don't know how much work they've done on that beyond the um, instant restart thing they talked about, but. That's that's the real key for me. It's just let's let, let's. I, I accept that this might be a bit of a Diablo two style situation for me, but just help me as much as possible. Let's make it as smooth <laughs> as we can. Yeah, I suppose some of those quality of life things. I mean, I'm with you. I think they could absolutely fix some of those, and, and it wouldn't be too much of a departure. I, I'm still I'm still torn. Like, I'm, do you know what it was? The 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 movement for the GTA two to GTA three was such a massive thing. Like such a massive thing, I remember it vividly, and I remember thinking, "This is the end of the the end of the beginning of like video games. Like we are in a different world now." <laughs> and to kind of go back to that, and to kind of go, "Ah, oh, look at this slightly ropey looking, <clears throat> blocky, cartoony, like weird meat claw hand looking dude." I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can do it. But Fair enough. Oh well, 
But from I'll, I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah, no, I'm keen. I'm keen to hear what you th- what you think after playing it for a bit. But then if you say it's really good and I jump in, I'm going to be well annoyed. <laughs> I'll be like, this I is awful. But we'll see. Um, we'll see. From <laughs> some uh, remasters to a re-reveal uh, because Halo Infinite, um, after a, a year-long hiatus, finally um, got the campaign um, trailer put back up again, and we can all expect the game to come out in December. Um, so everyone's extremely excited because Halo's finally coming out um, after, I would say, one of the most unprecedented sort of gaming moments in the last sort of like, I don't know how long, but probably a good number of years with everyone saying how goddamn awful that game looked, that it didn't launch when the uh, Xbox Series X and X launched and got bumped an entire year. I mean, it's it's kind of incredible to think back of yeah. that that happened. I agree. Um, with all those screenshots of like shoddy textures and awful models and uh, some Grand Theft Auto remaster looking shit was, <laughs> was on display. Um, so I'm glad they fixed it. And it looks much, much better. Um, I think, I don't know if we, I think we can all agree to that, right? It does yeah. look a hell of a lot better. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know like the digital foundry words to, to describe all the good things they've done, but like it's improved for sure. Technically yeah. The, the, the one thing that I think we can all agree on is, they make good use of that additional year that they had for whatever, like yeah. spit and polish, shine, etc., whatever you want to call it. But yeah, it's it's looking good. It's looking good. And um, it, it's good to kind of get a little bit of an understanding of what the story is going to be other than just kind of like some Spanish dude in space harvesting yeah like i still don't i still don't really know his role in the whole thing i'll be honest i must admit i'm yeah i was still a little bit like okay what's the story of this but you know it didn't really matter there's there's a a new cortana who's not cortana yeah she's called the weapon but but they're going they're going to find cortana but i thought that was like yeah one of the things of one of the bro like like cortana going rogue has been the only thing that halo has done since like since halo 3 pretty much <laughs> yeah. like it's the it's either cortana's gone rogue or the flooder back yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Poison. which is it going to be <laughs> no but like the, this is the one kind of criticism i have with with all of this right like don't get me wrong like the story seems really cool the gameplay seems really cool the mechanics seem really cool etc it, it is that thing of like just fucking move on from Cortana like I know she's a fan favorite etc but like fucking get a new fan favorite right yeah and, and to be fair I know they've tried with a couple of the things like what was the the fucking Arbiter or whatever and I, I think people did net positive come away from the Arbiter quite quite well um yeah but like I don't know man like it, it, oh god I don't know it, it fries my brain I'm not gonna I'm gonna stop talking um, all right, so a couple of things that we saw that are new from this trailer. Um, there is a more open-ended design. Uh, there is a tack map, um, an upgrade system, and the ability to spawn in vehicles um, as you traverse around the map. One thing I actually laughed out loud when they showed the uh, dropping in the wasp, I think it was, <laughs> yeah, because it just like bonk. slams into the floor. <laughs> which, uh, fair play to them, that was, that was funny, and I laughed, which was great. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Chief has got a new blue AI um, called the weapon, which is what we've been talking about, yeah. and um, the one thing that kind of really gave me the Doom vibes was oh, the, yeah. uh, the grappling hook that uh, the chief was rocking as he was like pulling himself to some enemies to, for some uh, close quarter combat action. I'll, I'll, put, I'll put it Doom-esque. out there, and Jamie's going to hate me for it, but I thought it was probably better implemented than it was in Doom. I know I, mean, I do until until we actually sort of get to have a play around with it. I, it, I it, it, it seems it seems like a cross between Doom and. Pathfinder from Apex Legends. 
Yeah, I think that's the key right. thing is that like Doom's meat hook was about closing the distance. Um, Master Chief in this, there's some verticality there. You see him use it as a grappling hook like Pathfinder. You see him do the thing where like he grappling hooks an explosive barrel, grabs it, <laughs> throws it at an enemy. Like some of that stuff when they were change, chaining those moves together. Like that's a another dimension to Halo's combat that they haven't had for a while. And I think the whole kind of like, hey, you know, spray your assault rifle or whatever that gun is called. Um, and then or then uh, while you're sprinting towards someone, and when you get close to them, melee them. Yeah. Or like <laughs> like all those kind of like rinse repeat halo moves that we've all done over and over again. I'm glad they're changing up that formula with new gadgets and approaches that can be taken. Yeah. Can I, I, I can I annoy you both quickly as well? Because I think I know why I don't like Halo. Uh, sure, go ahead. Because so, I don't is it is it is it because it's a double A game? It's definitely not a double A game. Is does, it, it remind, or, does it remind you too much of uh, Telltale? It doesn't yeah. remind me of Telltale. Or so it's not, it is it because you need to be contrary to what uh, Jamie and I are saying that we liked it? No, I've always not liked Halo. <laughs> like, I think that's been a. I've, I think I've said since we started the channel that I'm not a fan of Halo. And I don't. And mainly, I don't like the enemies, and I don't like the art design. And do you know, I think I know why I don't like the enemies, and that is because they look like something out of Breath of the Wild. You've got a Doom-esque hero, you've got humans, you've got military vehicles, and then you've got these little, like, little Muppets walking around with shields, and it's just so... It doesn't fit. But they're all different races that uh, kind of joined in the... They're all aliens, yeah. like they're just eight. Yeah, but they're different. They're bro, different bro, races. Bro, of it's terrible. Bro, Jonesy, describe the first two alien races that are used as common enemies in Guardians of the Galaxy, please, to the folks at home. Visually describe them. <laughs> Visually, are they Muppets that go like this? One is no, a cube. The- one is a cube of jelly that has yes, a. Uh, and- it's like a, a star thing inside it. That can, okay, like, great. So we've got we've got a you. cube of a cube of jelly, and then what is the one bef- in the mission before that on the uh, in the quarantine zone? The first enemy you fight in the game. Uh, oh, they little you- fuzzy little fuzzy balls. Oh, that the li- bounce like around. like a like a uh, like a vegetable, like a looks like a, cu- yeah. a spiky cucumber that attacks you. So um remind us what you're saying about Halo's enemies looking like they were inspired by Breath of the Wild. No, but the thing with Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> is you, <laughs> no because you then go you then progress to that that fits in that envi- it looks like it fits in the environment. Even the cubes of jelly fit the environment. You then Jamie, can you describe the next enemies that you meet? You then meet like a a weird lion thing with like an, a, a tail that can freeze stuff. You then fight some humans that are uh, in armor that are all like um, that this are glowing, yeah. a weird, a glowing weird. It all fits the different environments. It's not, it's not one. I, I, I still weird just think I still Muppet. just think it's funny that you described like Halo's aliens as Breath of the Wild. Like when in yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, you literally fight cubes of jelly. There's no cubes of jelly in Breath of the Wild. Those little blue, they're not cubes. They're blobs. But they're, like, they're blobs there are there are jelly blobs in Breath of the Wild. They're literally like jelly based enemies. Oh, I obviously didn't play enough of that game to even commit that to memory. The, what are they called? The, they the pop, they, or they pop, they pop, yeah, they pop out of the ground. Yeah. <laughs> All right, okay. I'll have to, I'll have to look them up after. I don't remember them. Anyway, anyway, so, yeah. anyway. <laughs> I, I think it's cool, man. I think it's cool that we're going to be back on a Halo. I agree. It's a shame we can't play the campaign in co-op. Yeah, I think it's going to be the first Halo campaign that I ever play because it's free, baby. Because it's free. Good. <laughs> no, but I hope it, you enjoy but it, it. It I hope also you looks. I think I'm going to have to get over my Halo like anti-Muppet enemy thing and just try Because maybe it's a lot of fun, even though it's full of Muppets. I, I, I actually think that there's a part of that, and this might sound, I don't know, you might disagree. I think there's a part of that that's just like you remembering how you felt about Halo at a time where you didn't even have the console to play it, and you were playing games like 
kill zone and resistance that put a much more dark and gritty spin on sci-fi shooters. And you probably, at the time, as a PS3 owner, felt like you, for your tastes, were on the right side of that um, conversation. 100%. And it probably accentuated sort of like maybe sort of like the negative feelings around Halo for you. 100%. Although it wasn't, I I hated Resistance. I didn't like Resistance. Oh, fair enough. It was crap. I can't remember why. It was just shit. I'm playing at friends asking him, what is this crap? And everyone's like, it's the greatest game of the generation. Like, what's this? Okay. <laughs> well, just, yeah. Anyway, let's move on. to let's, Enough about Xbox. Let's talk about PlayStation because they're the <laughs> state of play. Uh, a couple of days ago now. Um, no, yesterday, sorry. It was yesterday. Um, it was a little bit lackluster, but then, you know, they didn't have to do hold it. On, hold on, hold on. Was it a, a state of play or state of this? It's a bad. It's a bad joke. Move on. <laughs> no, I, I think I think it was more oh, state of this yeah, exactly. than state yeah. of play. It was a bit more state of this. Um, we could probably rattle through a few of these because they weren't exactly that exciting. Um, although to be fair, <laughs> the first the first one was uh, looked kind of cool. This was Death vs. Let It Die, which was um, I've said it's like an arena shooter, but it was it was sort of like a weird. Uh, what do you even call that sort of TV show where it's basically people all pitted against each other where they've got to fight out um, in a, in uh, a squid arena. game? <laughs> squid game. It was a squid game. Uh, running Man? Weir- yes. Takeshi's Castle. Running Man on Takeshi's Castle with a weird kind of 50s vibe. Um, it looked interesting. It looked okay. It had a bit of an interesting like aesthetic and uh, and personality to it. Um, but yeah, also, also familiar at the moment with so many Battle Royale games and arena shooters and whatnot. It just looked like it was doing a lot that they've done before. Uh, we then had We Are OFK. Well, hold on um, a second. I've, I've got a question on this, okay? Because it's called Death Burst, Let It Die. And then there, there is a game that's... Oh. That was called Let It Die. I just double-checked it. it, it I remember it. It is the right. one I'm thinking of. Yeah, with the Reaper, and it's got, like, the funky glasses. Yeah, and it shit. was free to play. It was free to play, and it was very fucking grindy, and it was developed by Grasshopper Manufacture. Ah. Uh, yeah. But so this, maybe this, but is, um, this isn't developed by but it, but now that I'm looking at it, it's like the aesthetic isn't like a million miles away. Yeah, but it's also so like is that a weird is that a weird coincidence? I, I don't you know. Someone's moved over from one one dev to another I, and has I, taken their ideas with them. No, I just, I just wonder. I just I just I just wonder. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a, know, bit of a it's strange, a strange one. Because let it die. Well, was one like, of the co- yeah, wait, anyway. yeah. Move on, because it's going to take forever otherwise. It will do. Some of these aren't that interesting. Um, we Are OFK, which all, is... <laughs> pretty much all, all but one of them. An indie pop music biopic, which is like the most boring game I've ever seen. But let me be honest, Jamie's going to play it so we can ask him what it's like. Yeah. Um, I thought the art style was rad. I, just I know no you did. I, I know. The, uh, tell me the art style's not cool. I just don't know what the fucking game is. No, like, the, art style was, the art style was cool. It was, I, pretty, it, was, um, it was all right. Can I tell you, I was watching that. I was like, you know what? This would, it's, it's it's a really cool, unique concept. So if anyone doesn't know, it's like they're going to release five episodes of this game and they're following this. I don't even know if it's a real band or a fictional band. I assume it's a fictional band. And um, I assumed it was real. Let me, I'm going to check that while you're... Uh... Yeah. And it follows their journey as a band and each each episode is about what are their songs on their LP or... or yeah, LP or whatever. No, no, you're right. It's, it's not a real It's not a real band. Right, okay, fine. But as I was watching, I was like, it's such it's such a cool concept, but they've just done it in such a fucking pussy way. But you're just saying that because of the art style. Maybe. Because you look at that and Maybe. you're like, no, but, one but of these characters are lesbian and that triggers you. I mean, I I disagree. I think some of them are lesbian. But anyway, um, 
it, it, it's more a case of like, they were just all too kind of like, it, it was almost like hyper pop, right? It's all, it's very hyper poppy. But what you, what I'd really want from something like that is a little bit like fucking death metal. I think that would be so much more interesting <laughs> or, or like, or, or, or like hip hop or something like to go the hyper pop route, route is just kind of like, I, I'm sure it makes sense, but it, this, this like over positivity on it just kind of like puts me off. But I, don't I think, think it's a I, bad I think, route to go. Like I think the, the concept would be cool. Is like a fucking. I, I mean, I'm not a big death metal fan, you know. So I'm not saying it because I like death metal and want to see death. But I just think, like, as an idea of following a band and what their songs mean and everything, I just think that would be a lot more interesting than like the world is cool, guys. So I think we're you're, I make think you're music looking about it. I think you're talking about a more niche audience, though. If they come out of a game with this art style where it's like a death metal group, I think you're looking at a different audience. Okay, fine, but then like, hip hop. Hip hop. Again, I don't know. I, I, I see what you're saying. Like, it would be cool for all of those things to be a games, but then haven't we said before, like, if that was that game, it'd be a different game. So, and they're not making that game. So, it's... I think I think I've got the joke ready for this one. Yeah. I guess if they are OFK, then I'll be AFK. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I, like I, like it. It. I like it. Very good. That, that's that's the level. Is this what we're Do doing now? We're just coming up with puns for each <laughs> puns. of the. Yeah, Chris, you're up, you're up for this next one. No, no, um, I've done one. It's it's, J- it's Jonesy. No? Okay, jo- okay, Jonesy, fine. You're 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 next. Uh, well, this is already a pun in of itself, really, isn't it? Because Bug Snacks um, has got the is what? Well, sorry, the Isle of Big Snacks is coming to Bug Snacks, which is a free update, which is coming in uh, 2022, which is already a pun in of itself, isn't it? Bug Snacks. That's kind of. that's a cop out. Alex Jones. So. Yeah, it is a cop-out. Uh, Five <laughs> Nights at Freddy's security breach we saw a bit more of. Um, everyone loves Five Nights at Freddy's, so there you go. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll be fair. It seems like this is the first time that they've actually made a game out of Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, that's a bit harsh. And it still looks Is shit. it AAA, double A, <laughs> single A, or uh, what, what sort of battery is uh, it? I think, I think it's, it's approaching triple I. Oh. What's uh, that? I4? Oh, so triple I is like that's another again informal thing, but it's like when independent Triple games Indian. end oh, up right. getting Triple such Indian. big budgets that they end up like being like very big projects, but they're still technically indie. Yeah, okay, called triple I. Fair enough. The um, Wikipedia article. Oh god, there, yeah, we go. The the examples of triple I games that they give are Ancestors, The Humankind Odyssey, Hellblade: Sinner's <laughs> Sacrifice, and The Witness. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Oh yeah, okay, I get what you mean. That make, kind of makes sense. Um, Next up, though, uh, this looks kind of cool. So this is Devolver Digital, uh, and it is um, Death's Door, which had a pretty cool art style again. We um, often start talking about yeah. art style and how good they look. We've uh, often been talking to... about this game as one that Jamie and I are really keen to be playing. Yeah, it's, it's definitely on, a Jamie and Chris yeah, game. because it's on, it's on Xbox it's and PC. To... Yeah, I'm glad it's coming to Switch and PS5 now. Uh, and it's coming out this year. So this is November 23, whereas most of the games we saw were actually 2022 games um, for the state of play. So this is a cool to see one, which is actually coming out relatively soon. Uh, what, uh, do you know what? I didn't even really see what... Um, is this is like an isometric shooter type of thing? Is this like a dungeon crawler or what is it? I can't yeah, remember. it's like a dungeon, it's, dungeon crawler. Death's Door. Yeah, it's isometric. It's, it's, it's a melee focus, not uh, shooting, but it is isometric, right. yeah. And you play as like a bird who is like the Grim Reap. Like you're going and collecting dead stuff. <laughs> no, nice. you're, bu- yeah. you're a bird, but it's it's also like Dark Soulsy meets Metroidvania because it's got like big boss battles and shit like that. Yeah, it looks good. I, it I, looks so sick, dude. It does look cool. It does look very good. Um, the art style is, yeah. is very cool. Uh, we then had um, Cart Rider Drift, which is coming in 2022. Yeah, which is a, a rip off of like a super old 
like it's a ripoff of Mario Kart. Uh, what is it? Double? No, oh, the, double dash. No, but the drifting came in um, Mario Kart Seven, didn't it? Oh, I see. I don't, oh, know. I don't know. Oh, is it double that? Oh, yeah, fucking whatever. It's shameless ripoff of Mario Kart, but fair enough. Uh, we then had King of Fighters 15. Um, I haven't played 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, up to 14, so I'm not going to play this either. Um, it's a bayonet, bayonet beat-em-up. There you go. Have fun. <laughs> bayonet beat-em-up. I like yeah. it. You probably just insulted a lot of King, King of Fighters fans. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. And simultaneously bayonet fans. Um, then... Uh, the people who didn't bring us Among Us have bought us an Among Us ripoff in the shape of First Class Trouble. Um, if you liked Among Us and you want to be 3D and you want to have like more realistic graphics <laughs> and you want to um, do exactly what you do in Among Us, so someone walks around being a dodgy robot, killing other people, and you want to try and figure out who that person is while achieving little tasks, then you can play First Class Trouble because Man. that's exactly what someone's it, done. It's so funny because other people have made 3D versions of Among Us, but I think Among Us works because of its art style as well as its gameplay. Yeah. Yes. Like, I mean, it's it's quite iconic the way it's been done. And I mean, those little fucking things are came a little I bit of a, like, a, a meme like, in its own well, right. Like, wouldn't, you, wouldn't people rather just play the Among Us mode in Fortnite at this point? Like, that's probably like more polished and more put together. And like, this game is a PlayStation Plus game next month, yeah. and, I, and I'm still not going to play it. <laughs> I think it has to be PlayStation Plus, right? Because they need to get people to look at it, to play it, to enjoy it. But are people going to enjoy it? Probably, uh, do you remember like know, a month or not. two ago where the PS5 PlayStation Plus game was that like Battle Royale melee game that also debuted oh, in the yes. State of Play? And like, that came out and like nothing happened. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot all about that. But so like it's not a guarantee. Like you've got to make a good... Like not everyone's going to... Not everything's going to be a Rocket League or a Fall Guys. Yeah. Know? Yeah, the problem they have as well is the Among Us, or the success of Among Us. I think lived and died on the fact that people were using Discord to, um, uh, to how to interact with that game and to talk. And you can't talk when you've when you're dead. And all people had these own yeah. these implemented rules. The, but you can't you can't clone that. Like you can come up with a clone of the game in three D. I, I think clone there's proximity chat in the um, in the in the gameplay. Right. So, but then yeah, like parties might get a bit weird. I don't know. It seems like an odd one. But don't you feel like, it's funny, sometimes you're just like, yeah, that looks shit, blah, blah, blah. And other times, like this one in particular, I'm like, I don't I don't get why you would do this because it just doesn't seem like it would work. But at the same time, I do feel bad for the developers because they've obviously put a lot of time and effort into it. Yeah. Uh, do you think this is something that like, is in development in some form before Among Us and pivot pivots at least slightly based on Among Us? No. Nah. Or do you think this is entirely a response to Among Us? Like, what, I, I think it's a response it, to Among Us. It's hard to know where this lies. Yeah, I think it's a response to Among Us. Like, then, it, uh, even in, even in like the trailer, it, they were like kind of like, they they called it by like the genre of game that it is in, in terms of saying like, just kind of like trying to like broaden it out, I guess. I but I feel yeah. a, I feel a bit um, weird about you about saying you feel bad for the developer when they've made a clone of another game. Like I don't like if it does well, that's fine. I'm not going to criticize them at all. But I don't necessarily feel bad for a dev if they clone another game and it doesn't do well. Like if, if you look at like Quantum Break or anything like that, or you know yeah. um, that Dante's Inferno or any, any of these games that just take another game and copy it and change it a bit. Like I never feel bad if they don't do that well because <laughs> it's like you yeah. you just took someone else's but you see, I, like I wouldn't feel bad if it was like Square Enix making it but if it's like an indie kind of thing and they're just trying to 
Oh, I don't know. That's even, that's even weirder to me. If you're an indie, it's usually because you've, or an indie studio, it's usually because you've got a good idea. It's not because you want to steal someone else's idea. Yeah. Well, maybe I'm being the extent to which, like, there are some cool elements, like the idea of mixing some Hitman style elements to an Among Us game where you can, like, create more, like, because Among Us is just, like, stabbing people in the back, right? Yeah. yeah. If this was more elaborate and there were traps and you could, like, full on, like, like, fuck someone's trust up by getting them to do something with you like yeah like there was that one with the one bridge right where, like the exactly yeah, yeah she clo- opens up the bridge when her friend's crossing it and it's like some of that stuff becomes more elaborate a little bit more fiendish there's something fun about that i get it but then yeah we, we'll we also see. have to we'll be see. quite aware that among us is not among us didn't come up with the among us formula <laughs> right totally right so in a way among us is a clone of something else the mafia game right or whatever it's called uh like it's called different things yes yeah, like places. secret hitler or like unknown werewolf or some shit Pe- right. board, board game enthusiasts are going to be laughing at me because i'm probably butchering all these fucking names i'm just i'm just reading up on what the game says it is but um <clears throat> do you know what so looking at the looking at the uh, website for it and stuff uh, if if the art style works if the setting works if all of that works i could see it being being quite cool but Again, if it doesn't work, I don't think it's. I don't think it will be that surprising. Yeah, I think it's. I don't think it's going to do well because it's a. It's a tricky place to be in. Like it to, is tricky. Because everyone's going like, to just say it's among us, and then everyone's going to not want to play it because of that. But it actually might turn. It might be a cool game with some indiv- like. Uh, would you say like um, uh, new ideas and some new but, ways of doing? But things. also, you're going to want to play with your friends. You are, yeah. You're going to want to play with your friends. You're going to have to convince your friends that, like, hey, this is the Among Us that you want to play. When, if you're saying, I want to play an Among Us game, a lot of them are going to say, like, just play Among Us. Or like Jamie said, like, just play the fucking Fortnite version because half the fucking world has Fortnite installed, apparently. You know, like, right. it, it's it's a really hard sell. I don't know. Anyway, let's move what on. It's interesting. On their website, they say what platforms it coming to. It says PC. So there you go. It doesn't say anything about PlayStation. Oh, uh, Star Ocean The Divine Force um, is coming out in 2022 mm. or as I called it Final Fantasy in Space because I've never played a Star Ocean game I don't think I'm going to play I mean, this I, I, game I don't think you're necessarily wrong um, I think it'll definitely find its audience I know Star Ocean is quite a quite an old school um, uh, franchise title franchise yeah, whatever it is sure, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say franchise and I think it's been a very long time since there was one and uh, someone on our Discord, I believe it was Hood, shout out to Hood, said um, it, it, it very much had a, a Xenoverse Chronicles kind of, not Xenoverse, Xenoblade. Xenoblade Chronicles, my brain is turning into mush, fellas. Um, yeah, Xenoblade. I did th- I did see this and thought, Chris, <laughs> Chris is going to be all over this. No, but I'm not interested in this. It, it, oh, okay. It's weird. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. I've never played any of them. I remember the one I remember was the one on 360. So obviously, that the, these games get decent reviews. It's kind of like Dragon Quest. Like, yeah, it, obviously, very much rooted in sort of like it's it, and historically successful in Japan, but then builds an audience in the West. The reviews are very good, and inevitably, kind of notice it at some point. But it's like, at which point do you jump in? Yeah, and with the answer right. for me with Star Ocean is it hasn't happened yet. Uh, yeah. Like a couple of months ago, like I've never played a Tales game, but that Tales of Arise game, like a few months ago, looked solid, reviewed well, sold well. And I'm like, yeah, maybe I'd give it a go, but you know, yeah, I'd have, you know, 
wait till maybe the price comes down. Well, although that did kind of happen with you, though, Jamie, with Final Fantasy VII Remake. True. I'd never played a. I'd never properly played a mainline Final Fantasy game. I'd played some of some of multiple. Like I played some of fifteen, yeah. thirteen, ten. But but you enjoyed Final Fantasy VII Remake, right? Like net positives, I I'd yeah. say. I, I, yeah, and I think it's probably because these games, like jumping into long-standing franchises, so the franchise will always kind of like add something new to the formula, right? And I think it's mm. if at that point that thing that they've changed in the formula resonates with you, like the combat system in Final Fantasy VII Remake is fucking phenomenal, right? Yeah, I liked it. It, that is what draws people into deciding. Yes, I I jump in it. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't know what that is for Star Ocean. Though. No, me neither. Because that trailer didn't fucking show it, did it? No, yeah. not really. There's a, there's a weird thing as well that I think um, uh, an established brand can also put you off because even if you don't necessarily have to have played any other games, it always feels like you're joining at such a weird time that yeah. you just like I'm out because I, d- I haven't played any of these other games. Baggage. Whereas, yeah, yeah, baggage, exactly, baggage. They're going to talk about a character or they're going to talk about something and you're going to be like, I don't know what this is and I can't be bothered to find out, so I'm just not even going to bother checking it out. But Yeah. yeah. There we go. Um, then we had uh, Little Devil Inside, um, which Hell yeah. looks very cool. This is the only cool. reason I watched Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> And you could have waited to the end. And, and you, kind, yeah, you kind of knew it as well, right? Because when, was the, when did they ever, like, preempt? A, a PlayStation state of play by saying, oh, we're going to be focusing on this game in this one. Yeah. Like, well, other yeah. than like, focus oh, it's only, alive, yeah, it? unless it was like, oh, this is the state of play only for yeah. Horizon or this, whatever. This, this felt like, like a bunch of publishers who had all paid Sony to like get involved in the state of play this year. And Sony were like, you know, the fucking clock's ticking. Like we don't have another <laughs> state of play schedule and we owe all these people a slot. <laughs> And, we're like, and they together. just emailed them all like, we're doing a state of play next week, send us your trailers. So you're saying this is the, the, publisher... the leftovers. Yeah, exactly. Like there's clearly, there's someone at the uh, back at the studio working on First Class Trouble that's like, God, imagine if like we're the trailer after Wolverine. And it's like, yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I actually looked up. So that's, um, you can play uh, First Class Trouble right now in early access on Steam. So if you want to jump on there, it's got mixed, oh, wow. mixed to positive, mostly positive reviews. So you can always uh, okay. pop Fair in enough. there. But I'm not going to be a contrarian because I'm going to say that Little Devil Inside looks really good. That's um, really good. Um, it's really cool, man. It, it does. Can, like, yeah. It, it very Sorry. much reminds me of Below. But like, I, you know, I got somewhere below. Okay. I got, but in the UI, especially yeah. like when he's cooking. Yeah, but the, I don't know if it's kind of like maybe strange to you, but they, I I loved it, and and some of the gameplay that they. I mean, it's a game that's been on my radar for a long time before we even fucking knew what it was all about, and I'm sure that even from the first trailer, it's very much changed direction quite substantially. But mm. it looks very cool. I like some of the stuff they did, like the combat with the sword sticking in. The character oh, in yeah. the enemy, and then he like flings him. That was pretty sick. That was really. Cool. But there's this weird kind of thing, like a little bit of unpolish. It felt like of going from like your overworld view, where everything's like little stylized toys almost, and then zoom. Tilt, yeah, tilt shift and tilt shifted, but like the characters are like little wooden, you know, characters, etc. Mm. And then it zooms in, and it's like a much more stylized world and more detailed. Mm. And but then there's also like. Maybe it's just because I got my fucking editor editor eyes on all the time now, and it's just like the flash frames going from 
the overworld zooming into the the on world kind of thing like something just seemed a bit unpolished there but i'm nitpicking i, I, I know i don't i don't know i i don't disagree yeah. and i think like, like, like the transition between the two that... just didn't seem coherent but or I think smooth that it's, yeah. it's a little bit weird when you we're talking about a trailer because obviously that can be completely an issue with the trailer as opposed to an of issue course, with the, of course yeah uh, the game in, in itself yeah yeah but it was like a solid like call it a trailer it was like five minutes of just like yeah. cut it's cut down in the interest of time like here's what a mission here's how a mission plays out yeah and like i it's not bad but i wasn't really expecting that overworld stuff yeah I mean, yeah, and like right. there's that bit there's a bit where the car pulls up to the sheep and it's like a little menu pops up and you've got two options and it's, it's like make the sheep scatter or don't or like walk go around them or something yeah. like that and the voice of us like this is some example of some of the crazy things that are going to happen to you, and I was like, "What? Like, it's just, <laughs> it's, just it's just sheep." But then, but then, but then he pulls up to that haunted ma- mansion, and like you said, Chris, there's a slightly wonky transition. But then you're there, yeah, and it's got this really kind of like cool, crisp art style. Everything looks super like nice yeah, and like I, sharp. I think the jump and is the, too and much. The gameplay, it just, it's just I, I when you watch that first trailer back. You see all those different elements, different invite like like there's the old man in the slightly more like urban like town, and then there's this guy walking up a snowy mountain. He's fighting all these different monsters, and you're like, how does all this stuff get linked together? And I guess I just didn't expect this to be the answer, <laughs> and I don't hate right. it. Yeah, I, I don't hate like, it. It just doesn't something doesn't. Fit. And like, if you read the blog post, it makes it sound like, hey, that was him going and doing one mission and like getting on that train and going to that town and then getting in the car, but like. The reality is the game is open ended and you can kind of go anywhere and do anything. I'm like, oh, okay, I can get behind that. And but it's also meant to be a really slow paced thing, and they confirm that there's no um fast travel, for example. Like everything is that process you saw in the video. And I'm like This that's, is gonna be really lot. interesting. It's gonna it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah, don't, don't, I'm really optimistic. Don't you feel that like when de- devs do that, when they're like, Oh no, we're not having fast travel in our game. That is that is like mm. You might want to reconsider that. Like, I know you want to like keep the immersion and everything, but sometimes it just screws yeah. developers over when they're trying to be like too true to a particular vision. It's funny though because it's when, when I remember we talked about this with GTA and we were saying about the fact that you when you found a mission, you were, you were at the place you found it and you had to trek all the way back and you had to. In some respect, you can see why a dev might want to do that because they're like, no, we have an open world. You can go and it's like a real world and you have to travel and you have to move. I can see why they have a desire to do that. At the same time, once you've done it once or twice, <laughs> just give us the just give us like yeah. fast travel. Or or like do like a like a Spider Man or a even depending on who you ask, like a Death Stranding, which is just like make the traversal so much of a feature right. that Fast travel kind yeah. of feels obsolete. Or you, like you don't, you, like you can get in the subway in Spider Man, but who wants to? Because you can fucking swing and it feels good as yeah. shit. Yeah, you, like who the hell ever does that in Spider Man? Or you could do like know. like the Dark Souls thing, or other games do it as well. But just because I've got Dark Souls in the mind, um, where you can't fast travel until you reach a certain point in the game and unlock a thing to fast travel. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense to me. At least once you once someone's enjoyed enough of that world that they may want to utilize like fast travel in order to um because they've already done the, a lot of traveling. Yeah. So it's like, okay, now if you want to do the fast travel, you can do it or you can enjoy it the other way. Yeah. It's it is weird to or, make people stick with it to the end of the game. Or you could do fast travel like they did in Cyberpunk and make it the most tedious mind-numbingly horrible thing to do that no one ever fast travels ever. Yeah, but if you really want to do it, 
Yeah, I'll go on then if you really want to do it. I'm trying to think. So one of the things that I found odd recently was um, playing Ghost of Tsushima on the PlayStation 5 and using fast travel with that because I was mopping up a whole load of the achievements like to get toward the Platinum. And because it's like instant instant loading with the PlayStation 5, you can basically just skip along the map. So the, the, the with the wind thing showing you, oh, the thing you want is in this general direction, but you don't know where exactly it is in that general direction. But you can just skip to a, a, a point along that line and then it loads instantaneously and you go, oh, where, I'm now I've got to go that direction again. And you end up just kind of like skipping without even travelling. Like teleportation. you're nearby. <laughs> But yeah, quite almost, obviously a little bit slower than that because you'll go to the map and you've got to skip. But it's so quick, in which case I almost like it makes the game slightly worse because I can do it that easily. It's, that's a weird thing to complain about. I'm not, it's not a complaint, but I can imagine if that was your your only interaction with that game in that you could move around that quickly throughout the whole thing time you played it. Right. It but, would kind of ruin it a bit. But you unlock those points as you play the game, right? And what you do. You, you, and what, do, you do. When you get to that point, you're in the end game. Now, if yes. I'm at the end game of Little Devil Inside, I'm not going to want to fucking travel from point <laughs> A to B to C to D. I'm, I'm going to want to fucking fast travel. Right, yeah, no, you are, for sure. Yeah, for sure. That's why the, one of the biggest, like, the fucking, I don't even know what kind of a move to call it, but the biggest moves that Death Stranding pulls is at the end of the game where you've like, okay, I kind of know what we're doing here. Like, we're getting towards the end. One of the final objectives is to walk back across the entirety of the map. Like from the extreme west back to the extreme east, the entire length, all basically in one journey. It's a war. It's about walking. <laughs> it's about a game walking. for walking. Um, it's li- it's about it's about the journey. It's about the journey, not the destination. Because the destination is just an hour and a half of cutscenes. Yeah. So but, enjoy the journey. But then all you have to do is wait for the director's cut and then get those little fucking catapult things. You can. Yeah. Did, did you see Did you see Donkey's latest video? Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. Revisiting Death Stranding. Oh, it's pretty. Uh, see, it Jonesy, the, the revolution will not be televised because people will be playing Death Stranding instead. Oh, I've got one for right. you, fellas. Did you see? Sorry, draw another tangent. Draw it, make longer. You see, Crobe Cat released another video recently. No, I don't think I did. What was it? Fighting game community. Oh, <laughs> I think there's been one of those before, right? Yeah. Did he? Is this like? Had he made a previous one? I, I, oh yeah, this. Yeah, I don't know. The brilliant fighting game community too. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, no, I'll, I'll I'll, I will watch that. Yeah, I will watch that. God, nine months. I know. Since I know it's video. mental. It, it's mad, Crazy. man. Like, there's all these like good YouTubers that are just completely dropped off the radar. Okay, fair enough. He's made one now, but like Captain Christian hasn't made a video in like two years. And, and then I it's wonder. It's mad that they can make a video though and bring everyone back. Yeah, exactly. Like that's pretty crazy. Like Ranton hasn't made anything. He's gone over to Twitch. Like he's stopped. Not on purpose, but he's just stopped making. YouTube videos. Um, Nakey Jakey hasn't made it fucking... It's almost like the One Million Mate. Club, right? Like they'll hit a million subscribers and they just stop. They, they just got like, all the money. They got all the money. They got. They get all the deals. They don't need to worry about it anymore. They can just piss off. I don't, I don't think don't. those guys that we just mentioned made that much yeah, money. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe. No, I'm saying they make the money from like um, getting all the deals from other people and stuff. So that's probably... I, I, I can definitely see the Twitch angle. Like if you yeah. have even like a hint of a transferable audience... Yeah. But I can get them over to Twitch because I, your quality of life goes up and I, your earnings probably do too eventually. I know it's stupid for me to say this, but I hate that thing of like YouTubers just basically giving up on YouTube and going to Twitch. Like no matter what their content is, they go, oh, catch me on Twitch, I'll be streaming. I'm like, you don't even make content about video games. Why are you going to Twitch? Like, no, but, why are you starting but, to be a but streamer? But Jamie, Jamie's right because if you have, sense. If you have a mid, mid to, what, well, let's just say, 
a good... Don't get me wrong. I you, absolutely understand why they do it. But what I'm saying is I just don't like it. Because if yeah. I like their content and it's not gaming related for whatever reason, I'm watching yeah, something twi- different. Twi- twi- Twitch doesn't want you to think it's even necessarily a gaming yeah. platform anymore. But it like, still feels live streamed. I still you, have to watch it when they want, when they're doing yeah. it. Yeah, but probably like, what are they doing? Depending on who you watch, you're probably, you're probably just watching them watch Reddit videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, that's what that platform feels like most yeah. days yeah. nowadays. Right, let me let me quickly mop up the last few bits we've got to talk about because this is going to end up being the, a super long podcast otherwise. Um, because the last little bit of PlayStation news uh, that we had to cover was the fact that PlayStation PC is now a thing. Um, they have apparently registered PlayStation PC because they've already released a couple of games um, for the PC audience and they're going to continue out the vein following into 2022. So, of course, they've already ha- we've already had Horizon Zero Dawn, we've had Days Gone. Um, next year, we can look forward to God of War, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, Uncharted Lost Legacy and Sackboy Big Adventure yeah. will all be coming to PC. And let's be serious, if they've already registered PlayStation PC, then they're going to keep releasing PlayStation games on the PC. So I think it gets a little bit more... to see everything else. I think it could get a little bit more interesting than this. But before I tell you that I, i'm just laughing at this little pc type. exclusive I, i'm laughing at this little title that, this typo that you've made past 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 um yeah i, I saw i can't remember who said it but it was on my twitter timeline and it was basically saying like imagine if playstation launched their own pc launcher and you can, and this is what they really should do. That's the big brain move. Ah, and if you want to play your see. PlayStation games on PC, you have to buy it through their store, through their launcher. They would love that because they love selling you shit through their own store. Yeah. So they would, um, they'd be all about that as well. Right? Can you- that said, I feel like Epic have niced them a few times already, and I, I feel like maybe if those checks are fat enough, there's also you, maybe you just stick to that route. That's true. a good idea. Yeah. That's a very good true. idea. Yeah. Anyone who's willing to pay. Pick up that paycheck. Exactly. So, you know, when Epic signs uh, the Super Show podcast as an Epic Store exclusive, you know who'll be rolling <laughs> gonna, in it, the, baby. The, the, they're going to put us in their metaverse because they have to Ooh. now, you know, fast track their ideas to keep up with the Zuck. Yeah. So, keep when up, the, keep they're going to. The so, get ready, everyone. You're going to have to actually log into Fortnite and go <laughs> over to the, the, the Super Show world. You're going to have to uh, physically walk your little character yeah. over to yeah. I, the Super Show. I can't wait until us. until Sweeney takes Zuck to court over uh, infringement of Metaverse. <laughs> nah, it'll be, we'll be fine. Everyone remember to tune in next week. We've got Chris Redfield and Lara Croft coming in as guests. <laughs> it's going to be a great time. Um, but luckily, Jamie's just, I think, given us our code word, because what it, you just said then was follow the Zuck. Was it follow, follow the Zuck? The- um, it, I like, let's just say it was, even if it wasn't, because that gives you your code word. There we go. Follow the Zuck. Um, that is your code word for this week. So let us know that you've made it this far in the podcast. Uh, stick that below the video on YouTube. So we know that you made it to the end. Um, thank you so much for watching, if you've been watching us on YouTube. And if you've been listening to us on any of the podcasting platforms, or indeed on Paisley Radio at paisleyradio.com. And uh, follow the Zuck, if you want to put that down below. We'll know that you made it. Look at I that think, tired boy. Suck the suck, I, fellas. I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling tired as well. Thank you so much to you guys for um, being here this week talking about video games. Thank you so much to Thanks all Thanks for of, hosting, Jonesy. No worries. Yeah, Thank you to legend. our Patreons. Patreon.com forward slash super show pod. Go over there. Check out some behind the scenes stuff. There is some, I think there are some cool, what's the most recent thing we've done? There's no murder out there. We've also got a full frontal and we've got yes. some behind the scenes sort of, um, stuff that we did for our ATG channel that we never put up. And hopefully we'll get we'll get some new stuff going up there within the next Soon. month. Yeah. Soon. 
Yeah. Pretty bold, but I'm going to say that it's all AAA content. So, uh, <laughs> wow. Get I, I think it's triple F content. Enjoy. Wow. Triple D. <laughs> triple D. There you go. Thank you so yeah. much. We'll see you next time. Bye. See ya.